Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. The Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 8. I guess we can call this the mid-season finale. <laughs> From start to finish. There was some weird sound. I don't know. Just like the mid-season. Yeah, uh, it is the mid-season. That's, so what, that's what's wrong with this whole format. I kind of <laughs> liked it at first, but now it's like it builds up so much hype for something they're calling a finale, which is really just a pause in the... Yeah, in the I, we're going to get into that, Joe, because that that's a bigger issue I want to talk about here, where it comes down to... It's cool when they do this sometimes, but once in a while, I wouldn't mind a 16-episode arc. But let's just... But before we get into all that, welcome. This is your first time joining us. Please jump in the chat. Share what you thought of the mid-season finale. Share all your thoughts, good and bad, about this episode. And also, if you want to call in, we have a call-in number, 781-990-8509. You can also text that number. You can also tweet me at IGotIssuesMan or email me at IGotIssuesMan at gmail.com. And yes, I have to say that, oh God, I, I hate to be this person, but I it's not that I didn't like some elements of this episode. I thought it was shot really well. Visually, it looked great. But I did find it underwhelming, mainly because they hype these things as mid-season finales. And also, I do want to mention something right off the bat. If someone people have not got a chance to see it, there is a post-episode credit scene that they put on. But for some reason, they fucking decided not to... I'm, First rant of the night, we're going to start off early here. For some goddamn reason, they decided to put the scene on in the first commercial break from Into the Badlands instead of putting it on right after the credits of the actual episode. What the shit is that? Are you trying to bury that fucking scene? I didn't even hear them hype it like, stay tuned for the first commercial break. Maybe I missed that and I didn't hear that. But what what are you doing? You can't do a post credit scene if you start another show. No, I love Into the Badlands. I think it's great. I watch it. It's it's. I talk about it with my friend Brohawk Riley on his chat. I fucking love the show. But not everybody that watches The Walking Dead watches that. And most people don't tune in for that. Actually, well, not most people. A lot of people don't tune in for it. And I just feel like you bury that scene when, in a lot of ways. For whatever reason, not even just because of what they were saying and what the fan community knows that's coming with that post credit scene. But I think that was one of the best scenes of the episode, and they just kind of cut it. This is a rumor that I heard. I don't know how much fact this is based on. I read this on a couple of, like, bullshit boards. But I heard that originally this was supposed to be, like, an extended episode, like a long episode. And and uh, and they decided at some point in the process to split it in two and have it be episode this and episode nine be the other half of this story. Yeah. And I feel like it felt that way. Then they shouldn't have piped it as the mid-season finale. And that's what Joe was saying Thank right you. off the bat. I don't mind mid-season finales once in a while. These little episode blur are really cool sometimes an eight episode self-contained story but and I was loving this season you guys heard me every night come out and say I love it I still think production wise it was great but I think building this up and continuously building up these mid-season finales as these big events like big deal if I gave a shit about Deanna I'd be really affected by the, tonight's episode no, okay. but who Deanna, gives a what? shit fucking Deanna like that's the big thing at the end no the big thing was what happened in the in the post episode scene that you didn't even put with the fucking episode I'm sorry 
<laughs> it's just it pissed me off a little bit, and because I was like, I think I missed it. What was the post episode scene? The post episode scene for anyone that is, and we're gonna do things a little different. Let's talk about the post episode scene right away. I had to go back in because I saw some people in the chat talk talking about it already, and I was like, oh, it it happened. I got to go and check out the credit scene. So I so I ran in and re- fast forward into the Badlands for, and had to ruin the beginning part of Into the Badlands for myself just to fast forward to get to this scene. And it's a scene of Daryl, Sasha, and, Abra- and Abraham driving and they're stopped in the middle of the road by sort of like a biker gang and they kind of stop them and they make them get out of the car and they get out of the car. And I mean, I kind of saw it half and half because I didn't take good notes. Basically, the guys go, everything you have, no matter whatever you have in your pockets, whatever's in the glove compartment, you have some mints in there. And I mean, they, he goes on like this. This guy goes, you the rocket have, launchers, gone. And anything you have, everything you have, all your property isn't yours anymore. And then Sasha's like, who the fuck's is it anymore? And the guy goes, it's now all the property of Negan. And then it just ends. So that was the post-episode scene, at, roughly. I think, I, I mean, I kind of, I, I didn't take good notes. So that's, my, that's going sh- surely on a hippie's memory. So take it for what you will, so, guys. So what I, I kind of think they did, the, they, you know, you said they cut the episode. That's what I heard. I don't, I don't, um, I, I, well, I don't have any f- links. It didn't happen, so I don't have the links. I read that somewhere on a on a Walking Dead spoiling website. So even if even if that's not the case, and, they, and this was their big plan, was this was the finale episode for our mid season finale episode. I gotta say that means I'm expecting big action for the comeback because of where things are kind of at now still, and it makes me think that if they did what you're saying. They had no entrance strategy for the for the second half of the season if they had to leave off the second half of this episode or this kind of little uh, for next season. So This Marvel post-credit scene that they decide not to put at the end of the post-credit so no one sees yeah. it? Yeah, it makes, it makes me think that episode two might not be all that because they would have went out big this time. And so now they're choosing to come in either big next time or... I think they're, I think they're gonna. I have a feeling that that's gonna be a cliffhanger through a lot of next season. We're not gonna go right back to that. I think. No, that was I don't the, think we're going back to Negan yet at all. No. Neither. But and and okay. So I I just I want to get that little rant out of the way at the beginning because before we get into talking about this episode, I, I hate I hate to say this because a lot of good stuff happened in this episode if this was just an episode but for a seat or it could have gone a lot of different directions that could have been I think a little bit stronger but that could they could be going there in the back half of this episode in episode one as as uh as Joe was kind of hinting at but I do think you kind of stepped on the crotch of the the talking point of this episode if you end the fucking episode not just me okay post episode post credit scene it and you just put that right on the end of the actual episode people are you know might be talking about that what the fuck was that the people that know the comics are like ha 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 it's coming and the people that don't are like who the fuck's Negan what the hell's going on and everybody and, else walked out I walked out and I but that's what I'm saying friends. most people I'm guessing Joe are go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. they turn on the football game because they want to watch that they just what they go oh I'm going to check out Into the Badlands on my DVR later I'm not going to think that there's something in The Walking Dead and again someone can correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think AMC did stay tuned for the first uh, commercial break for a special preview of next season or a special post no, they did it like scene. they did with Morgan last year. They teased his. But his at least in that scene, at least in that that episode, they actually showed it to you at the post episode credit scene. They didn't wait till the wait like till after the, a promotion for something else. Yeah, didn't commercial. wait till Better Call Saul started and show you it in the first commercial break for Better Call Saul. 
or some shit like that. I don't know. I I, I don't want to. I don't want to harp on that too much, but it, it kind of pissed me off. And it pissed me off so much that I forgot to mention the best part of our goddamn show, Joe. The motherfucking chat. Hi, chat. I see you guys there. Oh, there they are. And I, I love you guys so much. Look at you looking so pretty. Looking so pretty in the chat. Love you guys so much. And we have a couple of comments. We'll get real quick to some of our email messages and texts in our chat wing room. Uh, Anna Banana said, first five minutes, what the fuck? Did Maggie forget how to run? Carol stumbling? Rick everybody, everybody forgot how to run. Every single group of people had someone trip over themselves. That is the most ridiculous, th and that's exactly it. They've set the walkers up to be so fucking slow and non-threatening that the only way these people can actually be threatened is if they trip on themselves or something. they do something stupid to get themselves bit. Like, this, like... I couldn't believe that they were all, they all just kept falling to the ground and like sustaining injuries from this. This was ridiculous. And Terry, maybe, I mean, and it starts out Rick getting up off the ground and Tobin is already on the ground from the tower falling because the blast of it falling near them knocked them on their on their asses and that's a little strange to me too a couple of people in the chat are telling me that they did announce that something was coming into in into the badlands but i guess i shut it off before before I had the opportunity to hear that so that's my bad i guess on me because i did not hear it but thank you guys in the chat telling me it was actually there and everyone's saying crow are we right the crow is unfortunately working this evening and cannot join cannot yeah, join I'm us sorry. this evening we're she's sorry. Very sorry she's delivering messages to uh to to, to people on the iron Good islands Lord. tonight yeah I think she, no, I think yeah, I think she was on the going to the Iron Islands tonight to deliver a special message about someone's penis. So let's <laughs> so so not let, mine. So yeah, so um, unfortunately, I did not get to hear that, so I did not stay and make sure I watched to the same first thing. I missed break. that. And I, I missed, missed it. I missed. So I scene. guess it's on me. I don't want to. I, I I'll have to say that that was on me. My distracted hippie ass. Right when the show's over, I'm like, okay, shut down the. They computer. shouldn't have had to make an announcement that there was going to be more. They should have just put it on even before the pre-credits. Why not pre-credits? Or is this like we got to tease them after the credits? That's bullshit. Nobody like the credits run and people get up and walk the fuck out. <laughs> Uh, a couple of people agreeing that yeah they said it but it's still bullshit. <laughs> it's it, it, no matter they shouldn't, like you like you're watching the fucking program. Why are you having a commercial telling me there's more fucking program when you can just put on the fucking more program? Yeah, uh, that, that's I Is think the, into the Badlands doing that bad that they have to really no, like. No, I, I don't think so. Show? I just think I and, and again last time I'll harp on this until we bring it up again later a million times. Is that I? <laughs> Is that? I think The Walking Dead is a great show, and I think it's really good quality, and it's and the actors are well. Some of the stories are really fun. But I think they botched two things really bad this season. One was the way they did the cliffhanger Glenn death thing, knowing that they were yes. going to bring him back. And they could have done that a lot different and fucked up. And this, then here, they, they, uh, they failed to understand the fundamental understanding of post-credit scenes that they come and post the credits. But I guess it was pubbed more as a sneak peek for next season. I'd have to hear how AMC worded it with Into the... We have a special sneak peek for next season in the first commercial break of Into the Badlands. But I still just disagree with it. Okay, let me, let me, I'll change the subject. D. Willis says, Sup, guys. I just gotta say, good suspense in this episode, but some of the annoying stuff needs to be commented on, and I'm sure you'll cover it. The most annoying to me was Sam not taking his dishes to the damn kitchen to wash them. <laughs> be scared of the monsters. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that, that should... Uh, okay, great. You you got this problem, but I am not your maid. I'm not bringing the food to your fucking bedroom every night. You know, I'm not bringing your dishes downstairs every night. You will earn your keep. 
And uh, Red Team Review says this, and I and I was talking about this. If you haven't already, you can check out Brohawk Riley channel to see a uh, review of Into the Badlands I do over there. And I and I and I can't agree enough. I love Into the Badlands. I hope it's doing well in ratings, and and I don't mind Walking Dead leading into it. We talked about this before, Joe. I like that the Talking Dead's pushed off, and you get like an actual program for it to go into it. I I, I dig all that. And I hope Into the Badlands does great. It's awesome to see an actual kung fu show like that on on television. That it's like watching a mini movie every week. And so I don't mind the hype of building into the audience. I just I don't know. Uh, I I don't I don't I didn't like how AMC made a couple of decisions this season. I thought they I thought they fucked this up a little bit. They fucked up this final credit scene, and everyone could be talking about this. But instead, I have a feeling some people are gonna be like, I didn't see it. What the fuck? Yes, and, and you're right. Uh, it is Jesse who's more to blame, not Sam. Absolutely. Je- Jesse's like, a horror. Especially with that, like, pretend to be brave. I know you're a coward little boy, but now we're going to pretend that you're not. Like, Is she a horror? She's a fucking horrible she, mother. She, she is a horrible mother. She's she's another, like, there's, there's something about this show that wants to show how horrible, like, Robert Kirkman's got mommy issues. Or, <laughs> or one of the producers or writers gets some, like, Laurie was a horrible mama. Deanna's oh my God. raised horrible children. Uh, Carol, not such a great mom either. Um, oh, there's and some... and Jesse, come on, her kid, like, no, like, really, like, and and so far, every, every almost every like male father aside from Rick has been a complete ass too. <laughs> I love. I Except love. Oh, Herschel wasn't. I guess. Either. I love that the chat's going crazy about Cookie Bitch and how much. Because yeah, we're 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 pissing on the lead of the episode because of how. I'm sorry because I had to go in a fucking rant about how it pissed me off what they did. And, <laughs> and and again, I can't say enough good things about Into the Badlands. If you haven't checked it out, and you like that genre, and you're not watching it. Watch that fucking show. It's re. It's really some good stuff. I don't even like that genre as much as say like Joe does or John or John does, but. I even I like the show. It's it's hard to refute how fucking cool it is. Um, I, it's as far as that's as much as I do like the show. I think there's it's I'm not really finding much of a story that I'm I can get behind. No, I hear you. We'll, we'll talk about that a different different day. We'll we'll right. we'll continue on. And uh, the chat's going crazy right now. And uh, I I love love you guys. I love all the cookie bitch stuff. Well, <laughs> essentially, look how look how the kid comes downstairs. Like he he goes downstairs and he smears himself with zombie guts when they say we're leaving now. Pretend to be brave. I mean, like if that's the case, she should have had him downstairs for those fucking cookies. Ultimately, this finale, I hate to God, just because of the music and because of the way it was bookended. I'm going to say this and it's going to suck because it's true. This finale was ultimately Sam's episode. You know how we have different episodes from different people's perspectives? This episode was basically all from Sam. This was us for the most part. I don't really think it was an anybody episode. There was a little Sam. There was a little Carl. There was a little Carol. And like it was, um, it was, I I don't know. I just, I, I thought the episode was really rather just a setup for the second half the of the episode season premiere next 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 year i don't think this was there wasn't really much like as far as cliffhangers go this isn't a cliffhanger this has been building all season we knew this was going to happen this like i feel like i'm on the same edge i was on last week and the week before and the week before that they haven't moved the story it's and it's now it's like the prison all over again. like i'm just i'm with the bandwagon now in the repeating storyline over and over again. they have so much opportunity to 
change what happened to them at the prison, and they completely just didn't. Like, they had all those walkers up against the gate. We discussed this before. They never even started trying to kill them. At least half the herd could have been wiped out by the time that fucking tower fell. But they were like... No, no big deal. We got time. The wall is holding. It was a. Bu- I'm reading the chat. It was a bullshit episode. Lady squeezes. The Carl stuff was blue ball worthy tonight. Like yeah, like really. The kid tries to kill you, and then he and- doesn't even. Yeah, he, okay. And then he gets into a fight with them, and then he just accepts. I'm taking this gun, and fuck you. You know, I'm not telling anybody. Like, come on, right. Carl. You need, I got something to tell you. You need to hear. Your dad was an asshole. Okay, great. And then that was that's that. your that big. Was mo- that was no that's your big that move, Carl. For the rest of the day. This, a bad look, and that's it. There was a lot of foreplay and blue balling in this episode, for the most part. But we already had that foreplay and blue ball. He was walking behind him with a fucking gun. As far as I'm concerned, this was, this was like in last week's episode, or this almost the same exact episode, plus an, a little bit more urgency. Like we didn't have any movement with Glenn. He's still on the outskirts. We didn't I have get, any movement. With I guess the, other the movement that we did there. have, just to, just to talk on the positive side, I guess the movement we did have, and my favorite aspect of the episode, to a certain extent, was the Carol and the Morgan stuff, and that coming. That you didn't coming hear to me it. mention that because I, I kind of feel like that was that. But that was also like the big "I told you so," you stupid. Uh-huh, yeah, that, this is my you, question retard. to you, Joe. This is my question Excuse to you, Joe. Me, moment. Uh, dollar in the bucket, Joe. That, yeah. My my question to you, Joe. And question for the chat, too. Is this event, is what just happened enough to knock Morgan off his high horse and start actually stop being a dumbass? Oh, there's a long pause. The long pause while Joe is considering this information. I I don't know. Like, the thing that Morgan seems to be missing from the whole equation from his big cheese master is that he's <laughs> not a fucking psychiatrist, a psychologist, a therapist, or any of the above that we know. Therefore, his whole like all life is pressures. Okay, but I can I can change people and help people. No, he didn't ever ask cheese master you know okay great there was only one evil person but how many of those 800 plus people I, did you send back to prison and keep in prison joe i guess he uh unfortunately eastman died before he got a chance to teach morgan the important <laughs> lesson that when a guy tells you he's going to kill you in children and continuously says it you fucking kill the guy there's not that every tried to kill women and children it has killed women and children in your town as far as i'm concerned <sighs> Like, no, Morgan, I'm sorry. You are absolutely 100% wrong, and you're willing to injure, if not kill Carol, to stop this fucking homicidal maniac in the corner from being killed. Yeah, don't make that me, is foolish. Don't make me that kill you to protect foolish. this guy that wants to kill our children. Bill, let's jump in the chat right, for a second. Right, Like, Morgan, you are way off base. You, you really... You haven't found your balance in the whole thing. And that was something that this guy never taught Morgan either. Like, and again, I keep going back to their quote. There is the word fucking try in it. Like, do you not see that? Pick up the book again, Morgan. Read that quote again. Or someone else read it to him and stress that there is a try in there. He seems to overlook certain words and pay attention to others. Like, words like clear and and stuff like that. He just focuses (laughs) on one word. Uh, Let's jump in the chat quickly. Bill says, this was literally eight episodes covering one day. Not what I wanted to see this season. Uh, 
uh, know when I wanted to see eight episodes about one day in Fear the Walking Dead when there's an outbreak over eight episodes. Absolutely. Uh, Phil, did you get my voicemail? Yes, I did. I see the voicemails and I'll play them in a second when we have a, a bit of a break in the action. The right, chat- this is literally like two two days, maybe three, like tops three, like this season. It's really it's. I don't even know if it's even that long. <laughs> and not to mention, someone said in the chat, the way the cheesemaker died was dumb. It was Carmine. Jump in front of the walker. Why not use a stick to push him back? Yeah, it was just a whole big company. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. 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 Oh, my God. So, okay. So, let us let me jump into the voicemails quickly and play our couple of... Very uh, much sparse, Manda. We've got uh, Big Kev. This is a great episode, but can Cookie Bitch die already? Mother dick out. Let's play. <laughs> let's play our. Oh, God, I love you, Kev. You're fucking awesome, man. Let's play our voicemail for the evening so far. Let's see. Uh, hey, it's me, KLC. Uh, since YouTube Mobile is broken, uh, I'm going to be calling in a lot because I have a lot to say about this episode. Awesome. Uh, first off, was it just me, or did it feel like there were a bajillion commercials? Like, Jesus Christ, I feel like Always. I want more commercials than. The actual episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I, mean, I would say it's noticeable. It's been even more noticeable since the show's been more of a success. The bigger the walk. It almost is- feels like 20 minutes of commercials for 40 minutes of, uh, like, rather than 15 and 45. Yeah, it's getting. It really feels closer to 20 or 25 minutes of commercial. Let's let's uh, go to Anna Banana on the t- on. Uh, well, it's, hold on, especially in a in a episode like this, that's kind of slow in the first place. As much action as there really was, it was a very slow and untense episode. I agree with you. I agree with you. You never felt any danger for anybody, and the people you did, you don't give a shit about. Even the ones that fell, you're like, you fell, you tripped, get up. They're they're taking a half a step every three seconds. Get the fuck up and keep running. Why did you even fall? Why did so many of them fall? I don't get that. And and like, did you see Maggie getting up off the fucking ground? It took her forever. And God, the well, first she's pregnant. Runs she's pregnant, ladder. Joe. Give her a break. She, okay. She's, How pregnant? I don't know. Two, a month or something. I don't know. Not very much. Uh, Anna Banana says, I feel stuck. Dot, dot, yes, dot. because pregnant women weren't walking across the face I, of this I, continent I at least for hundreds of thousands of years before fucking take two days off after pregnancy. Let's jump over to Twitter. I feel. And I'm not saying that that you shouldn't, but you know, and I'm not saying times haven't changed. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, let me cut She's you not off. That right now. pregnant. She's not like. <laughs> Tara pregnant in real life. <laughs> I, Anna Banana says, I feel stuck. Morgan is being an asshole. Carl regressed into a trusting fool. Carol seemed to second get, seemed second guessed and lost. I also think, I, I have to say, as much as I love Carol and I'm a Carol defender, she hesitated way too much in that scene. She should have attacked way, way, way first. She should have gone down, killed, no questions asked. I know she had oh, a Right, name. why didn't she? Like, exactly. She should have, as soon as she came around the corner and pulled what's-her-name away, the knife should have already been in that guy's face. Straight through the front of his face. <laughs> that guy wouldn't have even known it was coming. He wouldn't have had, had time to react. Like, he was just sitting there complacent like a dink. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill you. No. Yep. I'm going to do it. Thank you so much, Bill. I love I love those games. They're, they're a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> oh, my God. The chat is going crazy. Spoil me, Stacey. I think Rick should have explained a few things before they left the house covered in guts. Tara Chan says, I felt bad because I really liked the episode aside from the Carol Morgan stuff. We're the exact opposite tonight. Slip and fall. Run to the wrong place. You do exactly the wrong thing, says Critch. Don't shoot or shoot risk falling of friends. Uh, Corey Mitchell says, home alone. The walker home alone does. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, and exactly like Lady says, don't feel bad, Tertian. Everyone has their opinions. I thought it was a good episode, especially compared to some of the other ones. I think what Joe's saying, and I agree with him, it's a lot of a lot of too much too much after blue balls are good sometimes up into a point where you're like where there's a payoff at the end and i feel like they just sold us that this was going to be or it always feels like these are going to be bigger maybe when it's you on say me. the word finale you expect something big it's like the it's like uh when you're at the fireworks show and you're like really was that 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 was the finale yeah that, <laughs> no that's a over? good that's a better way of say, joe better good way of saying it and it just seems like maybe I had unnatural expectations for it because I don't think it was a bad episode of The Walking Dead. I, I think this episode, this season as a whole, this first half of the season, were all quality episodes. There's not one I'd be like, oh, this is a shitty, shitty episode. This was probably in some ways... I like the action. I like the visuals that we got. Just to talk about some of the good stuff. I just never felt the danger really because I never felt like any of our characters were really in danger. And I agree with what some people are saying about it was a little bit of forced danger when we felt like when we felt that they were. And I feel like the show cut its balls off a little bit by by not uh, giving us the end credit scene. You know, I've been trying not to say it. And I know I've heard at least one or two other people say it, and they turned it off when when they saw it. But this episode kind of made me feel like they were right in saying, you know, the Glenn thing. The whole Glenn thing was somewhat of a shark. Oh, don't don't use that term. But but I I know what you're saying. I think the Glenn thing was just done poorly and ends up being the talking point of this first half season. So anything else that happens with it seems a little less important because of how much focus that Glenn thing got. And I think it was handled so poorly. It's kind of tough not to at that point. I think I hate to say it because I know a lot of people want and we're dwelling on this, not really talking about the episode. But I think the thing about Glenn is that the show did, I think when if you rewound time to after the episode that they killed Glenn, when I really believed that they killed, I was saying, wow, this show's really different. They're, they're, anyone can die. It's, it's really setting that scene up. And I feel like everything that led into it, all anyone talked about about The Walking Dead this season was, oh, we know Glenn's alive. This is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then it leads us to this point, and it's anything else that happens is in, in some ways mildly anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. But... Anyways, so uh, Freddie says, this was my least favorite episode of the season. The placement might be even worse than the Morgan episode. Uh, and uh, how the fuck is Jason Alexander on The Talking Dead? <laughs> good, good question. And I, I do have to say, too, that from what I've heard, and I think this can be backed up with actual information, not just my making shit up, that originally the Morgan episode was slated to be last season, and or they shot the episodes more in order, so everything would have been shifted up an episode, and then this episode might have been an hour and a half episode, because, because who knows what the rules are about having times. I mean, I'm playing Monday morning quarterback a lot tonight, but whatever. Red Team says, I think the Glenn reveal should have been stretched out more. Maybe the reveal of next season instead. It would have kept more mystery and sense of the situation. Especially if they could have hidden the set scenes. I think if you were going to do something like this, it, it's more of a kick in the balls that they brought him back so soon that we went through all this that then the fact that they brought him back if you were just if you go away from it all then we don't hear from Glenn until the back half of season 6 that that's pretty cool i think that would have been a a better way of doing it but the fact that you knew he was coming back in two or three episodes and you try to play the shell game on us a little bit or the dumpster game it just it attracts too much attention from the episode from from the season but anyways, let's get into talking about this episode, and here we go. So, uh, 
so the episode starts out and wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got to flip through my notes. We start off with this little old timey tune as the door opens in the hallway and someone comes out and lays the food down the ground. It's Sam. The, probably the coolest part of Sam is that he's got some pretty cool Legos and he's got one of those like kid Fisher Price uh, record players. I, I love those things. And he's drawing a fun tree and he's he's trying to get back there. You know, he's he's trying to emotionally get. I hope nothing else bad happens to Sam. And I think if nothing else bad happens, he could be a well adjusted kid, right, Joe? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think some bad shit's going down for him. Mom. 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 Mommy, 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 mm-hmm. mommy. Mummy. So as we pan out, we look out the window, we see all the ants coming in through his window. And I thought this was kind of done well from a visual standpoint of, you know, symbolizing what we're going to see in the episode in a few minutes with the ants piling into his room, all attacking the cookie because he's a little cookie bitch. And it, it was I thought it was a pretty strong opening for the most part of the episode. Of, I thought they kind of it was quick and right to the point and kind of got us right into the action. So uh, we're off to a good start, Joe. The episode's looking oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> looking very good. The chat says they cliffhanger with Glenn would have been more acceptable if they showed him trying to crawl under the dumpster as something was being eaten over his chest. Or I believe I heard this. I think it was maybe uh, Rob or Josh on post-episode recaps that said it might have even been stronger if they just cut it right when he falls off the dumpster. And they don't even show the scene of him of ripping out the guts or anything like that. They just show him and Nicholas both falling. And then they kind of cut the scene and then we don't hear from her for a while. I mean, there's ways they could have cut it or edited it different, I think, to make it slightly more effective. The army, Bill says, the army of ants and the cookie. I groaned at the obvious correlation to the horde. I know, I'm du- I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm Captain Obvious. Sometimes I'll, I got to buy like a stab. I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that shit. But you're right. It was ridiculous, ridiculously obvious. And Red says, I'm so done with children in these shows and movies. They ruin a lot with their presence. I'm not anti-kid, but eh. And I agree. When kids are bad, they really take take you out of the scene. And, and I think in a show like The Walking Dead, I know that children can be strong, but I think – the more focus you have on someone like Sam or some of the others sh- or, or on, even on Carl and not so much Carl but Ron – I think you're just taking away from some better drama you could have somewhere else. I don't know if that makes sense, but so then we come back in and we, yeah, it does. I just think some of the things that they decided to pay attention to in this episode, I could have done without. I, I appreciate some, I don't know. I guess I just never really liked Deanna. I'm not a big fan of hers. So too much focus on her, even in this, get her, she already got a whole episode and then she got so much focus in this episode too. It seemed like a little bit of a Deanna overkill. Yep. Well, they were trying to make her important so that then when they killed her now, people would care and think that this was some sort of finale-esque kind of like thing but in reality nobody really cared about her she was starting to remind me of a of a bob who's like <laughs> half useless but super positive <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh my god what a what a great text from uh from new york they cut their balls off man almost seems like they're sucking the corporate dick with this episode oh wow <laughs> Oh my goodness! I thank you so much, everyone, for the, all the comments and the. Uh, oh, we got a call. Let's let's take our phone call. Welcome to the show, buddy. How's it going? Hello, can you hear me? Oh yes, I can. Okay, this is live. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Hi. Oh, sorry. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's me, Kelsey, and I just wanted to say, um, I think one thing that could have done to make this episode a lot better would be uh, 
Ron doing the thing uh, that we're all expecting him to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, good, good point. Very good point. Thank you so much for the call, Kelsey, and we'll we'll talk to you again in a few. Uh, I don't want to get too into that because it's comic book spoil, but I would just to get go down that road a little bit without t- saying it directly. I would have liked to see the Carl Ron. I think that was one of the scenes that makes this episode somewhat frustrating because it could have been better than it was. It ended up coming off very. It was better than their first fight. I'll say that. But it was it was just a little. Do you still think Carl's holding back on him, Joe? Absolutely. You think, he didn't kill him. You think Carl could kill him at any time he wanted to? I think so. I think just um, one of those kids is used to like. Yeah, I do. I, I I just do. I think Carl's a lot tougher of a kid. He's had to. He's fought for his life before. This kid has never fought for his life, so, and he's trying to fight to take someone's life. It's a lot different. Oh, I think Carl could take him. I think Carl could take him pretty easily. Awesome, but we got people in the chat wing room too. Uh, Centovia Major says, "And Carol pisses me off. Don't air your dirty laundry in front of the enemy. Get through the shit, then kill the wolf." Good point. Uh, and and Sword says the Glenn stuff would have been better if they kept. Uh, kept the water skis off his feet and just showed him getting away. <laughs> That's very funny. Very funny stuff, guys. Okay, so when we come back in on the episode, uh, and yes, yes, she did die, and Terry Chin says, if Carl wanted to, Ron would be, behe- would be a beheaded as fuck. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I think so, too. And thank you again so much, everybody in the chat. And if you're if you're listening to the audio cast of this, join us live on Sunday evenings and jump in the chat room live to talk about the episodes. And it's been a really fun season talking to you guys. Or half. I'm sorry, this wasn't a whole season. It was only half a season. There was no finale here. This is not the finale you're looking for. So so when we come back in, we see the tower falling again, and this time with sound. I thought it was interesting that we got sound this time. We didn't get sound at the end of the last episode. A huge crashing cloud, and we hear the walkers, and all the walkers are coming in. And there was one really specific-looking walker that was really fun to look at that had the big, open, open, gaping mouth. At first, I thought it had a small woodland animal hanging in its jaw, but it was actually just a huge... Huge. It was its jaw. It was its jaw hanging down. It looked pretty cool. <laughs> and we get to also see Rick's oh orgasm, like oh shit face. He's like oh shit, and and <sighs> yells at everyone. Hello, house. And no, he says go to your houses. Like everybody split up. Not everybody head to the armory where the, all the food and weapons are to fight off this horde. Right. He didn't immediately. Everybody go home and shut yourselves in and stay quiet so that the zombies just stay. (laughs) (laughs) Again, like, I I don't understand why why this has had to have been such a big deal as it was. They learned nothing. (laughs) You know nothing, Rick Grimes. You know nothing. For all the shit you've swam through, you still don't know how to, like, stem the tide at all. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness uh, Mr. Wanda, I give zero fucks when Deanna died they already telegraphed it several episodes ago I would have cared I would have cared back then no no poor Deanna I'm I'm heart I'm heartbroken about the De- about Deanna's death that's it's emotional for me tonight guys come on I, yeah I, no 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 I, and I, again run deep with that one again yeah. if this was a second to last episode of the season 
I th- I think I would have felt a lot differently about the episode itself. It's just the placement. I mean, I keep saying season, mid-season. I'm going to call it, fuck it. This is season A and then season B. They're, they are seasons. They're eight-episode seasons. Fuck it. They are. So if this was actually the first half of a two-part finale, I could see this ending in a strong point. Where, but leaving it with them just as the cliffhangers, them walking through the whore, it's just... It's a, someone said at the beginning of the chat, and I'm going to continue to reference this point because I think it's very apropos of this. It's very blue bally, very blue bally. There's lots of blue balls going on in this episode. Yeah. So yada yada yada. Dick Bag Junior. Porch Dick. Ass what face is behind Carl, and they both sort of like have a shit their pants moment when it all happens. Carl looks scared as shit, which is not something you see often, which is kind of cool to see. I think all the actors did. Did decent performances in the episode again with the, with what they do, and I thought Carl especially uh, got more to do tonight than he's got all season. It was it's almost weird hearing Carl talk more because we hear him talk, hearing him say anything that isn't just a a declarative statement or something. He actually got dialogue tonight when he's like, "Give me your gun." It's just you, you're almost like, "Oh, Carl's voice." That's what Carl's voice is like now. There's they're just that's what Chandler Riggs sounds like. Okay, it, it was just the times this season you. You get a line from Carl like, "Yup, guys." I kind of, I kind of thought he sounded exactly like Rick Grimes in the scene, in one of the scenes, and like he did some, he did some like move. I, this was actually, for what it's worth, this was one of the better Carl Grimes episodes. I think Chandler Riggs did a good job. This, I agree. This I agree with you. I think he did a really good job acting wise in this episode too. I think and he's got, he's got, a- he's got a lot better. He's one of we talk. There's a lot of talk about. Carol too, but Chandler Riggs also from going as like as a kid, he really bothered me. But I think he's gotten pretty good at this point. Yeah, it, like I was, there was one point where he, it really felt like his dad was rubbing off on him. Uh, the way he said what he said and moved his head, I thought, yeah, that was kind of like Rick. It was like a. It, it reminded me very much of Rick of how he would have said it and what and the way he would have moved when he said it. And it kind of makes me wonder if uh, that was coached or it was something that he picked up or if it's just from spending so much time with, with Andrew Lincoln. Oh, have a good night, Lady Squee. And so, someone said it's weird. What Red says it's weird watching him grow grow up. He's uh, still looks like sixteen with his baby face. Grow a beard, motherfucker. Yeah, grow a beard, bitch. It's November. Damn it. Do it. Do it. But uh, but but yeah, I, I thought Carl for the most part did. I agree. He he was the. I, I liked I agree with you, especially when he drew the gun on on Ron and was telling him to disarm him and the way he was talking to him. And it was very his father has rubbed off on him and it 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 showed. Do you think he made a I mean, we'll get to it, but whatever. This is a different sort of evening. We're just kind of talking all over the place tonight. But do you think that do you think he made a mistake not telling Rick what happened or just no no time for that right now? Uh, probably no time for that right now. I don't really, I think he made a mistake in not killing him or saying something immediately. This dude just tried to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. The first, the first, do you think Carl could have justified killing him and just throwing him to the, the walkers got him? Is that a move Carl could pull off? At least Herschel's not around anymore to say, it wasn't self-defense. Yes. He just killed that boy my people and you, bullshit then as much as it would have been now keep your people off the farm <laughs> oh my goodness okay we've got uh, the chat is going terry chan he was 11 or so when the outbreak started and he's only two or three years into the apocalypse so he's only supposed to be oh i guess yeah he's probably probably on the show 
time-wise, is probably supposed to be like 15 or 16. But really, how old is Chandler Riggs? Like 20-something at this point? I don't know. Someone can tell me in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Phil, father rubbed off on him. Uh, I'm a childish asshole, but I agree with Joe. Beat him to a pulp. Teach him a lesson. Yeah. Teach this fuck little shit a lesson. I think I think Carl should have beat him down a little bit more personally, taught him a little bit more of a lesson. I, I think this little bitch is going to keep coming at him until he until he stops him. Okay, so anyways, at the beginning here, we see Tara and we see everyone running around. It's basically just pandemonium as all, the, and I think it's one of the better scenes of the episode. I think it, when everyone gets into the house, it slows down a little bit. But again, I don't think it's a bad episode. I just think it's a bad finale. Uh, Deanna is shooting a few of them. And what do you think about the change of Deanna and since that her, like crazy, crazy little Since her husband died and their kid died yeah do you like do you like do you like deanna as a character in general i know we're being like blah but this is her night we should talk do, do you like deanna as a character at all i didn't i didn't have enough time with her and i there wasn't an, she didn't do enough for me to like or dislike i think she was probably uh the most willing to change the character that had them like <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm just ambivalent about her. This whole episode, I can I tell you, kind of, like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time, waiting for something. Maybe I bought into all the hype and and all the you know articles and shit online, and who's gonna die, and how many red shirts are gone, and anybody who from the group is gone, and all this stuff. And of course, we should have known by now that you know there would have only been one person from the group. And as far as I'm concerned, like. I don't even know anybody. The only person left in the town I know is Deanna's son, Jesse's family, and the doctor. And Aaron. And Aaron. Aaron, too. Aaron. But, but Aaron's like the most interesting one. We spend the, little, the least time with him. It's it's it sucks because because Aaron's the one I care about the most out of all the Alexandrian idiots. And he's the he's the one that we seriously spend the least amount of time with. We did get a little bit with him and Maggie, but they're both criminally underused. And I also just to go to like a bigger point of the season. I also think JSS was such a high point of action buildup. That's kind of hard to reach another peak like that in the season. And I feel yeah. like this had a chance to do that because of the amount of hordes of walkers, but it never felt as dangerous as the wolf attack did earlier in the season as well. And uh, yes, Terry Chant says, I can't talk about baby faces. Yes, if I shave this thing, I look like a, it makes, it takes like 20 years off of me. It definitely does. And then I have like the gray spotted beard that will make me look like when this is all white, it's going to be such a uh, interesting transition. Go from, yeah. go from Santa to Tiny tiny Tim in a matter of a shave. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Yeah, where is, Aaron, where is Aaron? Good question. We didn't see him. Do we even touch in with him tonight? Do we see him? Nope. In- I didn't see his face on the. As far as I know, I didn't see him once. Yeah. Oh, God. So, okay. So, Deanna's shooting a few. Or his, or his boyfriend or husband. Yeah. We, have, we, we, we haven't touched in with him all pretty much since the first episode of the season, I think. And no, I think he was in the he was in the he was giving blood and during surgery. Oh, okay. Sorry, while I was sipping some wine. So Deanna's shooting a few, and Rick follows them out, and they're overwhelmed. And I thought the camera work was done well in this scene. We go over to Carol and Morgan, who are running. Carol slips and falls and grabs two bullets off the ground. Is that what she grabbed off the ground? A couple of bullets, I think. And they head into Morgan. Yeah, her, she dropped her bullets in her gun, so she had to pick that stuff up real quick. Too. Okay, so where was her gun later? Did she drop her gun altogether in this situation? Why did she only Maybe have a knife? Grab the gun. She just grabbed the bullets. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I just What's don't understand. 
just so more because because of plot reasons so morgan so she wouldn't just kill she, so that the story wouldn't end so, right. as easily as she just walks in there and he goes i'll and fight you and she shoots him and shoots morgan in the face and then shoots the wolf and then goes or just or just walks in and shoots the wolf in the face and never has to tell what's her name to get away from him yeah because it's not going to be a struggle or anything like that it's just walk in and Boom. And Eric, yeah, Eric was uh, his, was his name. And yes, Phil is not Phil with a razor, says Tim. No shaky cam. Yeah, Mandela gave me. Yeah, there was a lot of shaky cam in in this uh, in this particular scene. Or in, in and there had to be, so you wouldn't understand why they fell down. They had to make <laughs> it look all hectic, like they weren't running across freshly mown fucking grass and like dude. That's why they seen curbs and shit. That, that's why you know, they fell down because the camera that it was shaking the ground. <laughs> The, it was, the camera was shaking the ground. That's they're in the camera, Joe. This is what you don't know about Hollywood, Joe. They're actually not on a set somewhere. They're inside the camera, like like Wonka Vision, and they get shook it side to side. So things things you don't know, guys. So so Carol slips and falls, and I and I the two bullets might have been ended up for Carol and Morgan. Uh, Thank you for liking our beards, and I, I, I too, I think, I think Joe and I look weird. We look like we should be on uh, mug shots when we're shaven. <laughs> Get out! You can say, "Hey, say, hey, you," or "Hey, you in the bushes." So we, so, so Carol somehow, Jesus, Phil. Carol somehow doesn't have a gun. Is basically the point here. But she picks up two bullets and they head into Morgan's house. So Why are you growing that beard? Are you hiding something? Did uh, you do something last week that yeah. we need to know about? Phil? Maybe we don't hear about that. We do not want to hear about that. So the action scene with Deanna saving Rick's ass, which is kind of a neat moment where Deanna comes over like a banshee out of hell like, and and saves Rick's ass and throws a walker on. Oh, no, she lands on the table saw and Rick grabs her and they head off. And OK, so Maggie, this is our Maggie moment of the episode. Maggie is getting chased and Maggie. We talked about this a lot. Maggie, Maggie is playing fall tipsy turvy she's on like one of the uh one of those rides that you go you know you go to a, like a state fair and you go in the back of the bus and it's like a century deprivation tank sort of vibe and you like can't walk straight because they're playing music and a strobe light i guess maggie was suffering a moment like that where she couldn't quite stand so she's backing up but she finds a ladder and she climbs up to the ladder and she gets stuck on sort of like a porch area and it looked like was something wrong with her leg did she hurt her leg I think must have. I mean, she fell. <laughs> no, uh, I absolutely. I think so. I, yeah, must have. Joe, maybe that's it. Maybe we're missing that she fucked up her leg somehow. Okay, so the camera was shaking too much. We couldn't see that her knee buckled out of nowhere and she fell or twisted her ankle because she's got. Did she have like boots on or was she wearing like high heel boots? Or something? I think she was. Yeah, I think like, she was wearing high boots, but it almost looked like something was something was stuck in there. If uh, the chat it is did going, look like she had a little bit of a, a wound going on. Yeah, there was some something going on with her leg. I'm not sure exactly if that will come in come in handy later in our story, but I think there was something going on with her leg. I could be wrong and have to rewatch it. Okay, so so uh, the chat room's going crazy with the discussion we were having last week about the hottest girls in The Walking Dead. So we go off to the balloons and Eugene, oh, poor Eugene. It feels like, and I know this was an overwhelming situation, but it feels like we've got, we went two steps forward, two steps back with Eugene here. That like last season, he had this big moment where he stood up for himself and he saved Tara. And in this moment, he he was 
I still liked him, especially his little line later on about picking the lock. About you know, that, that's within my skill that's set. That's one of my skill sets. That's one of my skill sets. I have a very peculiar set of skills. But that make me useless for everything except picking a lock right now. Picking a lock and reading the history book. So we go to the balloons. Eugene's hiding, cowering, and he sees the radio, and he's the guy on the radio that yells help to the other dudes. That's one of the things we find out here that he is the guy in uh, in last ep- couple episodes ago that that calls to Daryl and uh, Abraham and he freezes with a machete in the hand and Rosita saves his ass and Rosita Eugene and Tara hide inside some garage so we go off to Rick and Deanna and Michonne and Carl and Ron and Gabriel and Michonne hacks them down we actually get to see Michonne do some action and not just pontificate about uh about I don't know understand why they didn't rush the hole instead of fucking run away from the hole everybody rush it start hacking why why does this woman make uh dumb ass you know family ties fucking metal <laughs> garbage sculptures instead of fashioning fucking machetes for everybody in town to walk around with oh my what the fuck even if it's a scrap metal fucking machete it's better than walking around with nothing yeah yeah everyone everyone i'm sorry i had to stand up for a second joe because i agreed with you so much no <laughs> i'm seeing if i could st- <laughs> i have to stand up to you on that one joe fucking a eugene was gonna take out that wolf said no one said at a fan <laughs> oh my Wait, god what good is standing there like pissing yourself swing your fucking arm you're holding a goddamn machete you fucking nut <laughs> Oh my God, Bill! Bill, you're cracking like me up. saving his life right there. Really, and like if either one of you got bit by saving his lives, you're both the biggest assholes in the world. He's outlived <laughs> his fucking usefulness, as far as I'm concerned. As soon as he admitted to the lie, you don't have to kill him for it, but you certainly don't have to keep him around to be useless and get people bitten. Because, like Rick said, you know, you're you go to save them, and you're only going to get people more people killed sometimes. Uh, people this is probably the case with him. I don't know how, like, maybe he can do something or read a book maybe. if they have one but, about but, the electrical power grid. Should they ever get Alexandria back? But what good is this this guy now? But at least by doing that lock picking, he does later he gets plus one in his lock picking skills, and that could become effective later on when uh, finding treasure treasure chests. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that. There's yeah, that. There, yeah. There's definitely that. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, my God, the chat. Denise has been labeled Dr. Tiny Boobs from the chat. <laughs> that she has an unfortunate condition of being uh, somewhat larger with small boobs. Dr. Tiny Boobs. Okay. So. I really, I really, I really just hope I don't fall into, like, I feel like after this episode, I'm falling into, like, a. A pattern of I'm hate. Not, I'm not excited about The Walking Dead right now as I usually am. Uh, I, I think I think if you find your Walking Dead experience of watching it, and I've been friends with you a while, even before we did the show, and we would have Walking Dead rants that we talk about the show. I think your Walking Dead interest and love for it goes very much up and down because around season two, you were talking to say, "Ah, fuck it, I can't. I'm so disillusioned with The Walking Dead," and they got you back somewhere around. I think season four brought you back to being like, "I'm in love with this show. It's fucking awesome." But at times, y- this show makes for all the talk of Joe rant and all that stuff all to, to talk about it for a little second it's the walking dead that makes you rant the most it's the it's the frustrating it's because i love it so much i loved the books that i've read of it 
and everything. Like it's, it's hard. Like yeah, it's one of my two favorite shows. Two two favorite, you know, shows on television. So it's it's hard to watch an episode like this that gets pumped as a as some sort of finale. That's really just uh, a rehash of the most of the shit from last week with a tiny bit more sense of urgency that goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's only, there's two small scenes that I feel like they should have just smushed into last week. And I think, I think another point, Joe, that has to be mentioned is okay. Breaking bad or some show like this would do, if they decide to do a whole season that was like two days or something, or, or a whole season compact into something, it, it would work like the way the walking dead, which is something that you want to see action, things things progressing the story the fact that this season itself was all contained of a couple day period of time i don't think it helped itself at all i think sounded probably better on paper than it was in practice of this little mini half season like oh you know what'd be really cool is if we just have it be like a couple days and we do it from everyone's perspective of a couple days that would be really awesome that'd be really high you know like artsy ish whatever we could do it and it all wrapped together at the end and i feel like they they're they're forgetting i think the show works a be- works the best in the episodes like jss when it's just like danger and fun and action and and mixed with some human drama stuff but not too much i don't know and that's just my perspective of it it feels like there's too much downtime for this to be an actual apocalypse mm-hmm. and like there's, jo- jo- like there's still like even this herd was contained and still almost non-threatening until just now mm. So I feel like we, they still haven't encountered, like, what these cities, like cities filled with millions of people, where are these millions of, you know, number herds, hundreds of thousand herds? Like, this is the biggest one we've had, and it's just been collecting in a in a quarry one at a time. Where's, like, the city emptying near them? Like, I, I don't understand that there's, and there's que- really just no... A question from the chat, too. Do you think part part of it's franchise fatigue? Do you think, especially with the summer and the fear of the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead coming back sooner and going through it all, is a little bit of f- French franchise fatigue for you? On me, maybe. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it might be on me, but I also feel like they're just they're not reaching the potential that I see for them. I really feel like there's so much like I would have rather had seen them work this problem out and it not be a fucking problem. Then this tower to fall and then I would have rather had seen them do what we had said and and start piking all these guys in the head from on top of the wall, fashioning long weapons to start getting rid of the herd. You're just standing there doing nothing. You know how to kill them. They're not a threat. They're on the opposite side of the wall. Open up one of the gates and start and then start slaughtering. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joe. Like go get the guns. Everybody stand on the wall, start shooting, start taking them out. There's no reason not to. All you did was dig your grave here. I would have much rather had seen that seen them finally work out a problem than wait for the, the destruction to come again. It just, I really feel like this was, this was done at the prison. Even right down to like or the, the farm or the, the farm, you could argue the farm too. But well, yeah, yeah, the farm fell by walkers and wasn't attacked by an outside group. This place was attacked by an outside group and then fell to walkers, mm-hmm. like almost simultaneously because both in like a day or so. At it least- just seems like they did it before. They're trying to get us reinvested in it, and 
I've been trying to ignore that talk from everybody else who has who has said like they just keep repeating. But the same you're, you're, start, you're starting to get exactly there. You're, you're starting to get there. Let's jump in the chat for a second. Uh, someone said the the writers are uh, red says the writers are too swamped. It's tough to come up with material for 16 episodes every single year. They have to stretch it out. It gives way to franchise fatigue. I think the nature of the way The Walking Dead stretched out too. It's if they want to do their own thing, they want to stray from the comics, certain stuff you can get away with in the graphic novel, and they don't want to go there in the show. They don't want to go as dark as the books do. So they and have that's to, a mistake. Th- so, and I don't want to get too far in the book, but I agree with you, Joe. It's a mistake because I think it's that's part it's of what's so strong about it. And someone else mentioned this. I might be repeating someone else's. Again, uh, mentioning something that uh, Josh and, and Rob were talking about on post-episode reca- post-show recaps, that that so, something like Game of Thrones conditions you, and I don't want to spoil anything about that, but that main characters can die anytime you care about them. The Walking Dead proves to you as a show that, no, your main characters have uh, main character superpowers and can get out of any situation and yada, yada, yada. And it's almost to the point where it's very rare for one of our main members of our main group to go anywhere. Maybe and, one a season. Maybe. Uh, and they're usually one, one every half season. But and here's the thing, they're not really our, our main characters. And and I'm kind of not liking that. I would rather them like take a fucking chance. Kill Andrew That's why Lincoln. they should have that's kill Michelle. I don't do think something. I think Andrew Lincoln was be, would be a big a bit of a stretch personally, because I, it's not like I know I stop writing, I stop watching. But I think Glenn would have been a good I, I love Glenn, but I think if they had actually gone through with that, that's super strong. This season has a very different tone to it if Glenn actually dies there. I, yes. I I think so. I have a good night, Tara Chan. And uh, Louis Ray says, uh, I just have to say a quick thank you to Louis Ray for your uh, for your donation. Really appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, we're, I'm, I lost your comment because the chat's moving quickly. Holy shit. Like, Sounds I, like we pumped it too much. We had expectations from all the spoiler news. It's partially our fault that this episode should have done more. And I, and I agree to a certain extent, as I was saying. Yep. Maybe it's on us a little bit. That, that I said that too. Yeah, that, that it wasn't. And that's why I keep wanting to stress that I don't think this is a bad episode of The Walking Dead. I, I just think. And I, I'll say it 20 more times. I, I repeat myself because I'm starting to lose my mind. But, and I'm a hippie. I've, I've smoked too much uh, too much marijuana in my life. But ultimately, I forget things. And I forget what I was about to say there. But this episode is a good episode, but it's not a great finale. And these, ep- these little mini episodes, and kind of what Carmine was saying as well, where the writers not just force themselves into a box of having to write 16 episodes a season. They force themselves into these boxes of these eight-episode arcs. Instead of having an or making us feel like they're these eight episode arcs, and really, as you were saying, what's it going to feel like? This the second half of the story is just going to close up, and we know how The Walking Dead works. The second half of this story is going to close up at the beginning of the next episode, and then episode two is going to start off our new storyline, which are these biker guys, and that's going to start to trickle in, and that's our story for next season. It's it's just. The the rinse repeat. I mean, and I hear what you're saying. I always get past it because I love the acting. I love the performancing. I like performance. Yep. I love the makeup that's done with the walkers. I yep. love all the production values that go into the pro- producing The Walking Dead. And compared to, I know there's some great stuff, but I think for the z- zombie genre, The Walking Dead had has brought it to a ultimate from production sense to a very high quality level and brought it from being something that was kind of pulp and people were into that people were still into, but they weren't 
to bring it completely to a mainstream thing. And whether that's good or bad can be debated. But The Walking Dead are, you know, are what kind of brought attention to all of this and kind of brought this into the zeitgeist of whatever. So, so it's like I, I hope that The Walking Dead doesn't doesn't just continue to be this pattern of the same thing over and over again because because after a while it will get stale maybe it's not quite there for me yet but i see what you're saying joe and i can see you going down that road yeah there's just so much that i feel like they could do or even if they followed the books a little bit more i wouldn't feel like they're just kind of doing the same thing they did in previous seasons Mm. at this point and Um, and and not to get too things that you said i really still like the show i'm still tuning in you know when it comes back on in february February 14th February right? 14th Val- like yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day which might be a weird I might be away Valentine's Day so that might be an on That's the road anniversary so yeah yeah so we'll talk about that that might be a uh, that might be a weird night for us so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it we'll figure that out <laughs> Mocking Dead what are you doing to us putting it on Valentine's Day like we have oh, a podcast to do the, like I hope that if they're putting this on Valentine's Day I remember last year there was a episode of Game of Thrones that was took place on Father's Day, and something very dramatic happened in that episode between a father and son. Probably, that yeah. I'm really hoping that if this is a Valentine's Day episode, they know that this episode is being released on Valentine's Day, mm. and they can give us some sort of epic, heart wrenching heartbreak on that day. Oh. That's like. If that if something like that happens, I'll be or or, or it's going to be like, oh, OK, great. Uh, Maggie and Glenn are reunited and it's Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, sh- sh- gag me with a spoon. OK, right? so- is, like that's what is that why they're coming back? <laughs> oh, gosh, no. <laughs> no. Shut up, Joe. Shut up now. Let's go. Let's go to the voicemail hotline here and go <sighs> to our text line first to uh, from Texas says, speaking of the number of red shirts, they got to be running low now. Do you think they'll get another red shirt dump like they got from Woodbury to the prison? And if so, how? I do think right, that might that's be exactly what they got with Alexandria. It's, a, it's he... another repeat of that kind of too. And they're asking if we're going to get another dump later. And I believe, yes, of course, we're going to keep getting dumped. What that's happened what they... to the boy from that? <laughs> What happened to the boy? Okay, let's listen to the listen to our voicemail. Let's see. Play. Um, something about the season. Uh, overall, it feels like it's been brighter. Like the camera work and just the tone. It's been a bit brighter, and that was really fun in the first few episodes. I mean, with um, first time again. I mean, not first time again. Whatever the first episode was called. Yeah. And, uh, GSS and uh, even thank you. But after that, it felt like the brightness kind of has just changed the show. I like yep, that. It was, it, was, it was meant to know. do that, to set the tone. Right. Yeah, and and do you do you like that t- tone through the whole? And I think that I think it's the same thing that everyone's kind of talking about with the fatigue for it being the same thing over again, the Groundhog Dayness of this season, or this mini season, and the fact that it's the same couple of days revolving around. And I and I I hear you with that. I think it's uh. It reminded me a little bit more, and I think they're just probably getting more expensive cameras and more expensive, le- so everything's just getting prettier and prettier. It was, it's so pretty. Spoiled me, Stacy. If Morgan's whole philosophy is that he doesn't kill no matter what, what then how does it make sense that he was going to kill Carol to save the wolf? Or no, just knock her out, just subdue her. Yeah, that's, that's what all. that's what Bill said. He was was trying to subdue her. It, she looked and pretty fucked up. And that's some bullshit right there. Yeah. 
I'm willing to, you already have a concussion, so I'm willing to possibly kill you because that might have to be the outcome to stop her. She is resolved enough. That would be the outcome that you would need to stop me if I was resolved enough to kill, which I probably would be. I wouldn't have gone and had a conference with Morgan. I would have just waited for him to fucking leave or go get some food or go fucking chase down the doctor or some shit again and then go in there and kill the dude if I didn't want to confront Morgan. Or I would have gone there with four people to subdue Morgan and kill the dude. Like, no, that dude does not belong behind these walls. He must die. Period. Carol is absolutely 100% right. Yeah, I don't think she handles the situation correctly, and she they does have not handle it well at all. Because again, it's the show needing to make some of our characters dumbasses when it's convenient to the plot a little bit, and and I think t- Carol. What we know of Carol and have seen Carol in the past, she would have handled that situation a little bit more. I mean, I I well, like it all the, the way up. She wouldn't have so said. She wouldn't have hands sat, were tied. Yeah, she, would, she wouldn't have sat there with the knife for five minutes and been like, well, I'm going to, don't make me do this, Morgan. I would, she would have just done it. Like, and this guy's hands are tied. I, I'm pretty sure I could have killed that doctor with my hands tied in front of me like that. <laughs> no, no problem, actually. I'm pretty sure it would have been rather easy to do, especially if I had like a brain like this fucking nut job. Oh, my. by the way. Oh, yeah. my goodness. OK, so so after a big intro scene, we get Glenn and Enid in their one scene of the night and or they they pop up again for a second. We find out that in this scene, basically, that that he knows that Maggie's pregnant and Enid wants to leave and he, they get a kind of emotion, you know, little whatever back and forth, uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't really feel like we have to talk too much about Glenn and Enid tonight uh, other than uh, like. That one scene that we had, like everything we saw from then was last week. Yeah, as well. we didn't even need to. We could have just seen them poking their head over the fence at the end, seeing that scene with Glenn poking his head and seeing Maggie at the Maggie. end. We didn't right, we didn't need to touch in with them tonight outside the fence. What do you want to do? What should that we was do? A waste of, right, that was a waste of time. You can you we we we've already established that she's here. You two are already doing something with the balloons. You see what the problem is. We've already established that she's helping you or going to help you or or has come back for you. Like this extra little bit of, of daddy Glenn was a useless waste of time in my opinion, because again, it was just more set up for whatever they're going to be doing next episode because mm-hmm. they did nothing aside from look over the fence after that. So it was a waste of, of what could have been action and, and, and or gore. Someone else could have been dying. There's so many other people in this town that we haven't run into. Like we saw from Glenn last time. We haven't seen from Aaron. We haven't seen from. Yeah, from that could be used to spend with Aaron. And I care way more about him. Oh, welcome. Welcome, Lil. I didn't see Lil pop in. And Ben, welcome, Ben. It looks like the mid-season finale for The Walking Dead start to finish was going to return to the fast and furious action of the episodes that opened the season. It even looked like this was the episode to begin with the survivors running into cover in a few different buildings, trying to hide from the invading horde of walkers. It was a recipe for a great episode. Instead, we got a shockingly slow episode that only delivered on a few major beats rather than a full fucking package. Great point. Yes. Very, very well said because it does. Once they get indoors, action ceases. It's done. Like now it's just slow and look, yep. There are zombies outside again. The womp, Like, really, Rick? You're going to cut yourself down and smear yourself with zombie goo to get out of the house? Huh. Oh, and listen to Miss Dwana. Great. That to get out of the town and already have shot off flares to lower them away. Great. What the fuck? What the fuck? Throw a fucking uh, uh, a 
a, a firework over the wall in one area, like a, a brick of fireworks if you have them. I don't understand why you wouldn't. And then, you know, shoot off a bunch of flares with it and go over the wall on the other side. Why the fuck have filled with zombie guts to go start getting this herd away? Like ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. And Miss Duana adds for the Morgan and... Oh, sorry. That's about to get... The tower's about to fall. Let's shore up the wall that doesn't really need shoring up any more than you've already got it shored up. Miss Duana adds from the uh, wolf in... uh, From the Morgan and Carol scene. All the talking from the wolf, like a bad 007 movie where the villain wastes time. Yeah, it's just... What the fuck? Holy shit. And it's 5.33 in the morning in Poland where Lola... Oh, we got both Lolas! Hey, welcome both. Double double the Lola, double the fucking fun. Ren, hey, uh, Hex Maniac, what happened, how, whatever happened to that Heath guy that vanished? Whoa, good point. I totally forgot about... What the fuck happened to Heath? We never saw him die. He just kind of disappeared too. He's another one that we just kind of... Another I- somewhat interesting Alexandria person that just Heath? disappears. Which one's Heath? He's, oh, right. Heath. Heath, yeah. 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 We didn't see from him. I would have... like. Is he with with Aaron and him Aaron's and Aaron are yeah him and Aaron are hiding somewhere together. Let's 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 like, fan fiction so many this. Other people we could have seen in that then in that scene that you wasted with us with Glenn and Enid. Yeah. And I kind of understand you wanted to give us more Glenn because you took him away the whole season, the whole first half of the season essentially. And if that's the case, why not take away like losing Deanna now, which nobody really gives a shit about and have Glenn do something worthwhile. Yeah. You have a tank full of helium. Let's run back, grab that and explode the fucking thing. Yeah, absolutely. Toast to you, Lola. And Bill says it's important to remember that the whole eight episode was only a day or two. They have like 10 weeks to plan it out. Like we have very good point. You know, Phil, other Lola's from Alexandria. Awesome. Oh, fucking great. (laughs) You, you know, as far as as far as no, ten weeks to plan it out like we have, I'm pretty sure I've been saying this shit after each episode. <laughs> like as soon as we saw the zombies come up on the wall, it was why aren't we st- stabbing them in the head? It didn't take me a week to figure that out. It was is wait, we're looking down at the top of them. Quick, grab me a broomstick. I think I can get a hundred of them before <laughs> I need to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm falling in love with the chat all over again. I love you guys so much in the chat. You are so awesome. Soren says in the in the chat wing room. If people can't get into the YouTube chat, yes, I mean no way out. Just really started when the walkers surround Alexandria. Now, yeah, basically in the chat wing chat, there's a discussion going on about that. They seem to be rushing things a little bit. They could have, if you were going to keep things slow, maybe you didn't have to have everything proceed this quickly and they're pushing the story and then having those biker guys show up uh if people know the comics what that's leading into this negan guy that they're talking about it seems a little early for that push that the show's just trying to go for ratings because everyone's talking and wants to see that character so it and i and i wonder if we're actually i personally still think we're not actually going to see that character we're just going to hear his name a few times through the back half of the season we're not going to see him till like the second to last or the last episode of the actual season but I do think it's maybe jumping the gun a little bit. I would have liked to see them try to put him off till season seven. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what goes on in the back half of this season. Yeah, no, I think it's it's a teaser and it's um it's gonna get people to to talk. It's like we we had a teaser with Morgan and then they made us wait nine episodes to <laughs> actually see him again. 
<laughs> you know, we saw him, we saw him following the trail and then boom, gone. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So we get uh, all that info. Then we go off to some music and we get Sam going nutty. He's afraid to open the door and he's afraid of the monsters. And it goes to, uh, it goes to slow motion where it's like, he's having to like, like he's almost drug addicty or like he's craving. It's just weird. And I, I do have to say, I usually, and I do, I'm not the biggest fan of child actors, and I think he's a little cookie bitch. But I and I said this last time too. So because I, I again I repeat myself. I do think this kid could probably be really good in a creepy movie that needs a creepy kid that doesn't really talk. That we just kind of have standing somewhere with creepy kid face. He's got good creepy kid face. I'll give him that. <laughs> I see why he got cast in this part because he when he, his eyes he's got the big rings around his eyes. He's got the the bull haircut and he just looks like the kind of kid that you know is going to turn into turn into a Lizzie even worse. I mean, he's going to be worse than Lizzie. He's going to make Lizzie look well-adjusted in this world. So, so he sees anything that's going on. So we eventually, as he, as from his perspective of watching the whole thing go to shit, have a good night, Lola. Talk to, talk to you next time. And we go over to Morgan and Carol, who, who apparently she fell and she's hurt and she tells him to stay away. They have a Quick talk about trust, about about I don't trust you, I don't trust you, yada yada yada, blah blah blah. So Carol's real woozy and she wants to see the doctor. And this is right in the episode where I put in my notes, Carol's playing possum. Because she's like, Can I see the doctor? Where's the doctor? And Morgan basically tells her the important thing from this season is, is Morgan tells her, We can wait for our issues. We can wait to watch the issues guy later. And let's just And he's and he's right, except they should have already taken care of this issue. This shouldn't have been lingering, lingering around. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, Joe. I do. Like Rick's out fixing the fence. They already talked to him about this guy in the in the basement, right? Or no? Did they only talk to him? They no, talked they to. Talked I think to him about, about him letting the other people let him go. go. They don't. They don't know. Carol spotted him right. with the just doctor last. The shit went down. Yeah, just before the shit went down. So Carol hasn't right. had a chance to tell Rick shit yet. So when Morgan ran out, she should have went back and been like, "Nope, this is." Why would you leave Deanna in the fucking cell with this guy? Like, not the uh, you uh, Denise, Denise, Denise. Why did like I have to wait here for them? There's a whole house you can go wait in. Why are you waiting in the prison cell with the violent, psychotic, delusional? fucking zealot we talked murderer. about joe we ranted about this last week and we could rant about it again fuck morgan morgan fucking not because he's decided to make this decision himself because he dragged another fucking person into this and because of his stupid shit ackery his fucking he's getting he's getting another person three other people who got put in danger too when our other group collides morgan caused a shit storm of dominoes knocked that shit over because of his fucking stupidity and i like it's just dumb these guys are so stupid he's just dumb so we go back downstairs to body fluid transition downstairs oh yeah we go to the body fluid transition we go to denise and the wolfie and i think the guy that the cast playing the wolf is very effective as playing this like creepy opportunistic evil fuck i believe him good casting i very good casting that that's one of the uh that's one of the few (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bro, Hawker, highly. That's one of the few uh, parts I could probably play in The Walking Dead. I could be a wolf. I could just be this dirty, grungy-looking, scary person sitting on the floor, like nah, shit on the floor, and you like it. So, so Wolfie is basically, basically, Wolfie plays a uh, Teen Wolf here, plays Denise, and convinces Denise 
helps Denise swallow the bullshit pill that Morgan fed to her about that. You're injured. I should be here to help you. And the wolf just sizes her up and and is basically knows that knows that he's gonna fuck her over. He formulates his plan. He's like, I can. He's. I like this girl. I think he, he kind of likes her shit talking. He tries to charm her a little bit with his little wolf speech. <laughs> Cut myself in a bumper. He play. He's plays her. Nothing's unfair anymore. It just is what it is. And she show. He shows her the wound, and the wound looks really fucking bad. Really fucking. Really fucking bad. So she goes in for help, and she basically gets into the whole thing. Morgan gets with him. You weren't born this way as a wolf. You don't have to live this way the rest of your life. And. I can help you. And him knowing that he can play her bullshit kind of just agrees. And I got to say, he's a lot smarter than I thought he was. I thought, and he kind of just plays along with her, knowing that the smartest thing he can do is make her think that he could be a good person someday. And just while giving her the whole time, she's like, okay, I'll get in there and help you out. And giving her the look like, I'm going to kill you soon. And I'm going to eat the chip. Knowing who the fuck Denise is, why would you leave her? in this freaking cell. Yeah. Joe, Joe, it gets hard to like, <laughs> Joe, hold your chest talk about the bullshit because it hurts <laughs> to wonder what, how it gets through <laughs> so many people along the way to production and filming. And, and like, like nobody turns, everybody just turns around and, and sucks ass. Nobody goes and says, uh, Hey boss, this is kind of stupid. Why would anybody stay in this room alone with this guy? Joe. It's just plain fucking stupid. I don't, and like nobody says anything. Nobody opens their mouth. And that is bullshit. Like, yeah, okay, great. The writers are awesome and wonderful. Only they write some stupid ass shit sometimes that really just hurts me to like I'm I'm sitting and say why is she sitting in the cell with this violent fucking sociopath murderer it makes no freaking sense everybody runs out in an emergency situation so they leave the only doctor they have in one of the most dangerous situations that they could possibly think of until they get outside at that moment like really <laughs> Ada really. fan says I'm drowning in bullshit someone help me <laughs> and, and I gotta say I thought about too like no it didn't take me 10 weeks and, and in fact Rick's had more than 10 weeks to figure out some of the shit that went wrong at the prison and that's why he says all this stuff at the beginning of this season or whenever the hell he gets to Alexandria and but no the thought of we didn't kill we didn't have people working that fence constantly working that fence killing zombies at the prison so the fence started collapsing. That's not one of the things that you started thinking, start killing them immediately. Like, God damn it. Just fucking hurts. Like, come on, writers. You give us such good stuff and then such awful shit that it makes it really hard to to stay vested sometimes. Yeah, I hear you, Joe. And uh, Phil Shaven looks like Bugs Bunny, babyface gangster character who was who a baby ah and someone said uh, uh who was it that said that uh miss uh miss Dwana, here you go here you go i'm passing through the camera to you here you go holy shit like, that cup that's that little stuff coupled with the glenn shit and coupled with this morgan uh storyline really has me the more i'm thinking about the more i'm working through this with you phil the more i'm 
stepping over the fence. I'm not necessarily on the fence anymore as to like, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, and, and that's what happens a lot of times as we repeat, as you hear me go through it again, you're like, Oh my God, did I really just do that? We have, we had a couple calls. I don't know if uh, we're, we're going to get some voicemails in here. I just saw that the phone, I saw that the phone was rigging. Oh my gosh. Let me open. I'm going to open the phone lines up here in a second, just to get you guys in there. If you guys want to try calling back, but uh, let's see. It's going back to what Denise said. Uh, what the heck do you think that the wolf was before the apocalypse? Like burger flipper at McDonald's. Oh wait, they microwave. <laughs> he says a porn. He thought he was a porn photographer. Let's take a call quickly. Let's see if we can get to that no call. Way. He was that lucky. <laughs> Uh, I just missed the call. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, I have the phone line I'm open not now. Being a burger microwave or a flipper at McDonald's is any is any kind of bad work. It's hard work. Just want to make that known. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. It's good work. It's work. Yeah, any work is good work. Anytime you can get some work. Welcome to the show, caller. How's it going? Hey, what's up? Let's... The the stupid people in this in this um in this episode weren't the Alexandrians to me. It was. Rick's group, because I don't care if the only doctor was had a uh, that dude did have a nice sore throat. Why would you give up the only two guns in that situation? There is no reason why any of them should have gave up the gun. They should have tried to bust that dude in the head. Yeah, you Robocop. Tara, we saw last week. Good we question, saw her. dude. Good question. Bam, Good bam, point. Bam, 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 over and over. Headshot, 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 headshot. Right next to to jesse's leg for for or whatever the guy's name is leg right next to his leg headshot freeing him from a zombie she can't take that shot she can't put this guy down yeah Please. you, you should have blown his head up boom i done. know didn't i know dr tiny boobs <laughs> as you the chat you let him walk out of the house with her she's dead anyway you might yeah. as well take the yeah shot. you have to ro- you have to ro- it it's what WWRP RC do. What would Robocop do in that moment? You just wait and you you have to shoot the guy. It's it's Robocop calculates it. It's it's demean. That's that's what you have to do. She's going to kill her anyway, or maybe worse. So so it the last guns. You're in this horrible situation. You need to take the shot and hope that you're quicker. That your bullet's quicker than his reaction time. Bum bum, <laughs> the chat, the chat. Ch- sorry guys, I'm li- sorry people listening to the audio cast. You guys are missing out. Just join us live sometime and jump in the chat. So much fun stuff is happening in there tonight. I can't keep up with it all. It's, it's so much great stuff. When we're all getting through this this underwhelming episode that I think is eliciting, eliciting a lot of strong feelings. And I know again, I this isn't one of those things that oh you like this go fuck yourself. It wasn't a bad episode. It's and that's what's frustrating about it too, because as Joe was saying, it's it's like you come to a point sometimes if you're into certain musical artists and you're like, I really love their music, and you listen to the first album and you're like, this first album is awesome, I love this shit. Then you get the Rage Against the Machine second album and you're like, this is fucking awesome. Then you get the third album and you're like, this kind of sounds like the first one and the second one, and I don't know if I need to get any more of their albums anymore. Yep, nope, exactly. And but it's still exactly. it's the quality level grows because the band keeps getting better and. But they at least recognized it and said, we need to go take a break and go do other stuff for a little while, explore our musical expression and personality. <laughs> Crambo. Carol, Carol and Rambo. Crambo. Crambo should have gone in shooting first in that situation. So, and also, oh, whoa, what's up, Joe? Did you hurt yourself? Well, got to put your camera on Joe. What did you just do, Joe? 
to hit the microphone. Oh, okay. Joe's watching football in the background. Okay, so so it's uh it's very interesting. Rage. I think Carol also, after she dropped off the baby, before she showed up to Morgan's door, I think Carol would have probably gone fucking to- clutch. Sorry. <laughs> I think Carol would have would have ultimately gone to the armory first to get a weapon. But anyways, was, but she did have a gun. She dropped it. I'm sorry. So we go to Michonne. Yeah, Carol, Carol will always have a we- at least two weapons on her at all times, period. When they emptied their weapons on the table when they first got to Alexandria, you bet she still had weapon on her. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So that she never gives up her weapon. So we go off to Michonne helping. And she de- falls over nothing. <laughs> The, the, she she fell over the shaky cam, Joe. We we figured that out earlier. Yeah, it was the, the cameraman sh- pushed her over. The cameraman pushed her over just to add drama. So, <laughs> okay, so hit by the boon. You saw the mark on her head. <laughs> Everyone in the chat, you can look in the chat for people that are sharing your uh, sharing your fun, Joe. And uh, Rick, so Deanna is being helped by Michonne, and she's pissed because it hurts. I don't know what Michonne's doing, but it hurts. And we just, we ultimately in this scene find out that Deanna has been bit, and we see the bite marks and the music change. And, uh, and I thought, yeah, kill her right now. But no, Deanna says shit, and we cut the commercial. We play it off in comedy. So then we get a view of the walkers from the street of the of the window, and Deanna's already starting to get the fever. It's a good visual. Rick asks uh, Jesse if she knows how it goes, if Deanna understands how this process works, and remarks about her cracking jokes. They talk about some food stuff, and they have some tender moments, blah, 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 blah. That they got tons of food, that they can make it through this, that hopefully all the walkers will cluster to one area, and then he can get out there and try to do something and draw them away with some flares to... Yeah, Rick just basically formulates a plan that's not dumbassery. So Deanna and Michonne have a talk about the plans, and this is just sort of, this is a really well-acted scene. Uh, I don't have much to say about it other than I I liked it from a from an acting standpoint. It's I liked Deanna a little bit more in this episode than I liked her throughout the season, and I liked her in the back half of the season. So it was an interesting goodbye, like that Michonne had a little bit more to do other than just saying one-liners. But again, it was a little bit of a downer for for what was going on the ep- you know what was going on the episode that they sort of took their time and Michonne sitting there saying a long, heartfelt goodbye to Deanna. But but whatever, it was what it was. Uh, Bill says, we see Deanna's bit. Wait for it. <laughs> Do you hear it? The sound of 10 pe- million people not giving a shit. Not giving a shit. Right. Okay, great. She was bit. She also fell on a, ch- on a chainsaw that you pulled of, uh, her off of. It would have been more beneficial for the whole group to have just let her sit on it and get eaten. Oh my goodness! <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Am I, and like, no, dude. I miss her at that moment. You're like, not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm out of my element here, dude. Sorry, I'm totally out of my element. You're right. I would be the dude. Yes. So we go off to Carl, <laughs> heading in a. Dude, we're not rolling on Shover Thomas, dude. Shover Shabras. <laughs> We've got papers, dude. She's she's a, she's a show dog. <laughs> I'm not gonna rent her shoes, dude. I'd probably be more the Walter. You're not. You're right, Phil. You're just an asshole. So we go off to Carl, heading into the garage, looking for Ron. They uh, they meet up. De- uh, Lola Martin says Deanna's character has nothing else to offer. She had to die. <laughs> Did anyone like Deanna? Ask spoil me, Stacy. Deanna wants to fight. I 
she's dead. I guess I again I I dug where they were going with her and having her sort of have a breakdown and being like real pissed at the walkers and kind of transitioning all her anger to the walkers. I didn't mind that scene with her staring at the gate. I thought I think the actress is really good, but I think some of it just gets played off as comedy for me. The way she's like when she's playing the mad, like I'm so mad at these walkers. It just comes off as, as somewhat comical to me. I, I can't quite explain it or put my finger on it. But I, and I don't think there's anything bad to say about the actor's performance. But I don't know. She just she makes me laugh more than she makes me feel. Yeah, uh, th- there was nothing special about her at any point in time. She was all wild eyed, like almost right from the start. Her whole like interviewing thing was just. Yeah, and it's fa- it's also worth mentioning because we're not going to dwell on it, but worth mentioning that she is a character from the comics, but they they changed her. They made they kind of it, she was more inspired by a male character. So, in a couple male characters, I believe, or a couple people, I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to remember right now, but it, so she is sort of in some ways a show made character, and in other ways, uh, she's inspired by a character in the comics. <clears throat> I would have rather had the character in the like we're trying to get back to the books we're trying to get back to the books and then they completely change what's kind of like um, a major character for a time in the books to something completely different and yeah. I kind of thought it was I like good I'm glad she's gone <laughs> Ren says Deanna never asked once where Spencer was not once not even not one single Just time promise to take care of it um where the fuck is he? You want me to go hunt him down out of everybody here? Really? And uh, if John is listening, yes, you can call through uh, through Skype if you want. I believe I believe Skype would work. <laughs> I believe it could work. <laughs> it could work. Technolo- if technology catches up to us, I I will I'll make sure I open the phone lines and the Skype line in a while. And if anyone is wants to add me on Skype, you can add me. It's uh, I got issues, man. I believe is my Skype name. I, I I was asking as a question, but uh, you can add me on Skype and call in there because I know some people in other parts of the world, not the United States, can't call in on the phone that might want to call in via Skype. And you can also leave me a message there to play on the show at a later date. Okay, so so we go to uh, Carl heading in the garage looking for Ron and they meet up. Carl's still with a hat on. I, I, I made sure I had a post in my notes that Carl has his uh, Carl has his hat on. Oh, let's take a call from from our good friend of the show, John C. Riley. How's it going, John? Welcome to the show. Good evening. How good are evening. you? Did you watch this episode of The Walking Dead? Of course I did, because here's the deal. Walking Dead comes on before into the Badlands and then follows the Talking Dead. Doesn't John sound like a recording? You almost sound like a recording when you were talking there. Like I'm not a recording. No, here. Are you are you, are you actually there? Is this happening right now? Boop, you have reached. Uh, you got me. You this is right. my voicemail. Oh, you fucking asshole. I knew it. Leave your message at the beep. <laughs> okay, so so you called in just to promote your own show. I see. I see no, how you no, go. No, no, no. But no, I have no, 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 actually to bring Numero up something dos. actually seen. Um, there's two co-creators for, I guess, I'll, I'll just mention this. The Into the Badlands co-creators, mm-hmm. uh, Algo and uh, Millar. Uh, Go and Millar. It's hysterical because Al, uh, Algo is messing with people or responding to people's tweets that are talking shit about um, the, uh, I guess, about Into the Badlands being, uh, like, making them wait for talking. Oh, yes. That, that's what, wait, making them wait for talking dead. Yeah, 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 strangely enough. But I think that the best, hands down, the best response that he said is, oh, just wait. Until, he, he actually tweets this out to all the haters. He goes, oh, please, 
just wait until March till all of you guys are going to be saying that about uh, a preacher. That preacher, yep. <laughs> and everybody's like, come on, it's like, uh, these are the fair weather. I love The Walking Dead, and Did, I love everybody. I, but I know you as well as Joe had sort have sort of a mixed history with it. You you come and go with The Walking Dead. Sometimes yes, you love it, I'm sometimes you weather. hate it. I'm a fair weather, and I'm not going to say that I'm a diehard um, Walking Dead fan. Did this I, episode bother you from, or did you enjoy this episode? Did, was it a little slow for you? Did you feel a sense of conclusion with it, or was it? Did you, or are you somebody that actually enjoyed the episode? Conclusion with it? What conclusion? Yeah. There was no conclusion oh, I'm anywhere. I'm still rocked from that Negan prologue. Okay, so that that's what has you the most hyped from the it, episode. It, it gets me so hyped, but this episode was not uh, the worst episode. It wasn't the worst part. The worst part. I think that the probably two or three episodes back, maybe two episodes back, yeah. was probably the one episode where I just if they took it out of the equation, I, I would not even care. It's like I wouldn't even notice. But no, this one was good, and there were there were crazy times and. Um, it was definitely sense and also there's a lot of crazy stuff that going on right there. I don't know if you guys have gone to that point because just when I was calling, but there is two moments where like Rick almost has a heart attack. Yeah. At, yeah, at yeah, dealing with everything. But John, if you want to check out John's channel, Brohawk Riley on YouTube, you can see it in my suggested channels. And I do a little Into the Badlands recap with John, and that's usually posted on Monday evening. So, John, take care. I will see you in the chat room, buddy, and I'll talk to you tomorrow for some Into the Badlands fun. All right, we're we're Walking Dead into the Badlands. We're all friends here, all right? Yeah, we all love each other. There's a lot of love. All right. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Hate. Love you guys. Later, John. John. That's our good friend, Brohawk Riley. Okay. There was a conclusion. The conclusion was that Beth died and Noah was pointless. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Wrong season. (laughs) Good point. Okay, so Carl and Ron have their whole little interaction. And uh, as as anyone who is watching football and noticing Joe's reactions can, can watch that. I'm trying to ignore what's going on. So they have a fight. And Ron says, your dad gets people killed. Your dad, uh, your dad's a killer. And Carl's so like, yours, yeah, yeah, so is yours. And Carl says, we need to work it out. And Ron says, we don't need to work it out. We're all dead. My family, everyone here is dead. And you're dead too. And he pulls out the gun and like a little bitch, he can't pull the trigger. And Carl sees, actually Carl sees him. Fair enough. Carl sees Carl, him. Carl gets the drop. Carl gets the drop in him. And this the is the drop coming. It, and as you, as you were saying, Joe, he, he Rick Grimes on him here. He grabs him, gets the gun, pins him up, and they, they end up having a big fight, and they go back and forth. They break a window, and the breaking of the window attracts the attention of the horde of walkers that start sort of running in that direction. And Rick and Jesse hear what's going on. They try to get in the door, but Ron locks the door like a fucking dickhead because he thinks he's going to be a badass and kill Carl here. And uh, Rick starts trying to break down the door with an axe. And the walkers are piling in, and they sort of have a fight. They fight, fight, fight. And they block the walkers in with furniture. They end up getting through the door, and they end up blocking the entranceway with uh, couches and stuff. And uh, Rick's like, what happened? What happened? What's going on? And Carl's like, ah, well, we were looking for tools. One went through the window. Yeah, And he kind of bullshits it. And then... Ron is like, oh, we can get more furniture up in my room. Let's go upstairs. And the two of them go upstairs to the room. And Carl immediately turns on him and is like, give me your fucking shit. Give me your weapon. We can't talk because the kid tries to be like, thank you, Carl. And Carl's like, no, I don't want to hear your bullshit. Give me the fucking gun. And uh, then we can talk. And they talk. And then Carl's big striking point to him is to say, 
your dad's your dad was an asshole. And I think he should have added a more important point to this. Your dad's an asshole. Don't be an asshole too. Correct. It was, it was half the message. Yeah. And uh, Ren, good question. Why does Carl give a fuck about Ron anyway? Why the fuck? Sorry, J- Joe, do you want to go? I, I just, I got spoiled in the chat. You want to go walk in the spo- suicide watch for a second? Are you okay? I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Why, Joe, why doesn't give a shit? Yeah, Joe doesn't give a shit about anything. Joe's like, he's there the is... Other, he's the only other kid his age that he's come across. Oh, my goodness. Was it... Uh, Tim says, was it me or was the Ron Carl style like a Star Trek fight? Yeah, whack, smack, like a like a, like a a really staged... Uh, it started out good, and then it just it fizzled. It disappeared. It, like, ended. It was bad. Mm. <laughs> 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 like, it, it, like, seriously, really. Similar, like that, similar to it, similar to a football game you might have been watching this evening. Okay, yeah, so, like really, like, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, Joe. I saw, I saw, I saw the, uh, saw the puff go out of your sail there. Okay, so, so then in our next commercial break, uh, this might not be important to some people because they might not have gotten the same commercial break that I have. Did you? Did everyone get a fucking uh, preview of Point Break? Like, I need to fucking see fucking scenes from uh, an extended trailer of the new Point Break movie that just is. Oh my god. Okay. So then we also get our Fear the Walking Dead episode of uh, the mini series thing where we see the body and they're the, the girls trying to help the help the situation out, saying tie up the body, you know, trying to handle it. And, and that it, goes nowhere too. Yeah, the air marshal grabs her and goes blah 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 dun, 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 and stops her. And then they go over and give the guy CPR, but he ends up waking up. But he wakes up as a walker, and then it cuts. And so uh, why didn't he just wake up last? I mean, we're in the exact same spot. Like that was like a. A waste of a webisode, too, as far as I'm concerned. Like, she was already yelling, stay away from him. <laughs> and to uh, to sum up that, to uh, Stephanie's reaction of that watching it was, okay, okay, what, do I watch the rest of this online? No, 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 you're going to have to wait till the back half of the season. You're going to have to wait till February for that. But, but, wait, nothing happened. I want to know what happens. Uh, you're well, you're going to have to wait. What the fuck? I'm going to have to wait? For, for right. Like, uh... <laughs> Um, so, Joe's official sound of the evening. Uh, what was that, Joe? I feel like I bit the bait. Like, like they gave us this fear of the Walking Dead thing, biting off of the popularity of the Walking Dead, and it kind of sucked. And now they're fishing with you us even more by by dropping the these webisodes of a different series in there instead of making it webisodes that kind of spin off of this. Like, why not give us like a Little, they could have made Morgan webisodes last season or or something, you know. Like, have a good night, so Dom. They could have done to make it more for this show, <laughs> and I feel like this show has become, in and of itself, almost with the amount of commercials and pumping other shows, uh, like a really just like a, a whore, a whore. It's it's getting yeah. filled out at every hole. It's it's exactly. it's going to a gangbang here and all the everyone wants to get a taste whether it's better call Saul into the badlands talking yeah, I dead. I can't blame them wanting to cash in, but I blame them for Adafan says Joe is bumped out right now. <laughs> <laughs> and have a good night. Have a good night, Don Bellast. Talk I to you soon. We right have now. let's see if this call cheers you up. Probably not. <laughs> Welcome to the show, caller. Um gonna add something and then i forgot oh that's okay dude no worries we're we're all we're all forgetful forgetful people here <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah, well, 
Dude, call call back. Call back. We'll talk to you in a minute. Talk to you soon. Well, we'll, well, our friend will call back in a moment. It happens, dude. You don't understand how many times we'll be doing this show, and there'll be a moment where I'm where I'm talking about something, and I'm like, and there'll just be this pause moment where I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, and then I talk about something that has nothing to do with what I talked about two minutes earlier because I have no clue what I was talking about a second earlier. It happens. So here we go. Uh, let's continue. Someone else. Okay, we've got uh, some talks about a show on MTV that's coming out. Shananara, or I think it's. I just totally. Shananara. So we go to Michonne and looking out, they hear some no- in the baby. We get to see her some noises of the baby. Rick goes to her because the baby's crying. We hear the kid's record again, and we see some blood on the couch. We see- Didn't mom tell him to shut the fucking music off? Yeah, they should. That was Why the first. Go in there and shut it off. Why did she let this kid sit alone? Like, like they're all preparing to leave. They're smearing schmutz all over himself, and he just comes out of nowhere. Uh, oh, we're leaving, Ma? <laughs> like, why is this kid not next to your hip at all times? This yeah. kid who obviously can't help himself. Not to mention this whole situation, which leads up to the fact of a big uh, red herring, and it's Rick finding Deanna trying to get to the baby. I'm sorry, Deanna. That's just just did her in right then and there yeah I had a ki- i'm sorry i'd have killed her right there too yeah it's like you're getting to my baby and you're gonna die at any second you any second here one last time you, so you thought you're wow. gonna die soon so you think you're gonna die soon and you want to see the baby one last second so you're gonna go into the room where the helpless baby is to die and turn into a wall like does that kill kill this woman now yep. rick so nope, Rick, but Rick, I want you to protect my child, please. <laughs> Rick, uh, Rick picks up uh, Deanna like a little baby, and he lays her in the bed, and he says, uh, "Ultimately, you can't be alone with the baby. <laughs> Someone else needs to be alone with you." And this is her one mention of Spencer. She does mention Spencer. Someone suggested earlier that she never does. She she mentions to Rick to look after Spencer and look after all the Alexandrians, and gives him a letter for Spencer and for Maggie. And we get a couple good lines here where she says, uh, you're a good dad, you can grow a good beard, and I helped you because you're a good person, and and uh, it gets broken up to Jesse yelling, and Rick gives her a gun so she can handle her business herself when she's ready. So waste a gun. <laughs> she wastes the fucking gun on him. Lola says, I know, why didn't he turn off the music when, why didn't any adult turn off the music? I think Jesse was going to leave Sam in that yeah. house. She almost forgets about him too at the end where he's like, mommy, mom, oh yeah, you need to be covered in guts too. So, so we go over to Eugene reading a history book and Tara's being bright side police when Rosita's conveniently being negative police, even though she's been, but Rosita's hot enough. She can be whatever she wants. I'm kidding. But Rosita ends up being very, I think I felt, oh, I hate to say this because I like that they're giving her stuff to do, but I feel like it's not always balanced. I feel like every other time we saw her this season, it seemed like she was all tough and like backing up and Rick. And she puts her fucking gun down. Right. In, but in this episode, it seems like in the with the Rick, she was like, yeah, because I, I was rewatching the season today and 
when Rick's like, everyone's okay, they're going to be okay, she's next to Rick going, yes, everyone's going to be okay. And then later she's the drill sergeant. And now... And, say, and, and I think we catch her saying at one point how Abraham wouldn't die. Like Abraham, yeah. he's Abraham. He's Abraham, he's not going to die. And in this episode, all of a sudden we have her being a negative Nancy and being like, we're all dead. Is this place over? We're going to die. Everyone's dead. Bad stuff. And I feel like it was just a little bit too quick of a turnaround here like i understand maybe tara putting down her gun because she's but I, why didn't one of them shoot that guy in the head yeah right like, away. come on this isn't this should be good tv so that's all i'm saying like there's so many things like they have so many blown and wasted opportunities to have made this show much better than it is. Instead, they re they choose to do what they've done before. So we get a the chat Eugene and Gabriel well, been done many times. Ada before. fan says Eugene and Gabriel need to fuck the right off. Tim says Rosita can be as long as she wears sh uh, short skirts. She can do anything she wants. Uh, Ren says I would have given her only one bullet. <laughs> Absolutely. Look after Spencer means kill him quiet. <laughs> Says Law. Yep. So, uh, okay. So we get Rosita feels like, uh, and then she turns around here and says she feels like Abe is dead. Uh, we get the pep talk works though, and that Tara gives her, and she rises up, and they go, let's get out of this room right now, and we got a plan. And they go to try to break down the door, and they talk about not wasting a bullet, and this is where Eugene has his, like, one line for the episode, where he says, lock pickings within my skill set, and he gets up to pick the lock. Oh, he had another line. H help. Help. Oh, the help was him. Oh, welcome. Hey, Phil and Joe. Just finished the episode, and goddamn, that Sam kid needs to be sedated for stuff like that. I can't handle the grit. I think that Morgan is fucked with Rick, needs serious redemption. Morgan is fucked with Rick. He you really know, is. No, he attacked Carol. He he defended this dude over Car and, like, knocked Carol out. Yeah. Like, he chose to fight the group to save someone that was killing members of the group <laughs> instead of just letting this dude just die. Bill says, if Rosita keeps those short shorts, all I want us to do is to see her do deep squat thrusts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, okay, so Carol's resting her eyes, not sleeping, and Morgan leaves her thinking that she's injured, but only leaves her for a second. And then she immediately uh, goes into stealth ninja uh, cambo mode and knocks him out. And was playing possum the whole time. Or knocks him down. Which, again, if you knock him down in this situation, she should have made sure he was knocked the fuck out for a while. Yep. Poor Carol. Poor Carol. Amanda says, yeah, the guts thing. Some of the walkers were right in their face. Does this really work? Is the smell really that strong? Can they not smell the living breath out of their face? And it's, it's interesting to note that we'll get to that. But it seems to just be that like last Hail Mary pass that they should use more often, but they it just well, and like I that's someone was now saying that before. suddenly we're all gonna do this like as a last resort when this is a very effective tool to, to use like every day yeah every day I'd be covered in zombie guts every single day or or do more similar to what Michonne did with the with her put with her pets and cut out the molds and shit and just keep the walkers around as sort of like a walker shield. Or something. So we go off to Rick and the group holding the door. They say there's too many of them. They break in the front door. They hack away. But there's just too many. They end up blocking up the stairs. And they go up the stairs. And as I think Carmine was mentioning earlier, walkers sometimes can climb stairs. Sometimes they can't. Or they could in early seasons. They can't really now. Or some can't. Whatever. There was one climbing a ladder in season one after Rick when he was going up the side of the building after Glenn. Yeah. After the tank issue. 
Like there was there was one holding a rock in that department store. Like they've changed the zombies quite a bit. They definitely seemed a lot more threatening in season one than they have ever since. Welcome back to the show, caller. I wouldn't cover myself in zombie guts every day, but I would have put the guts like around the wall on the outside. That way, the walkers would have just never wanted to come up to the wall. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I, I didn't I didn't get why they didn't do that. Yeah, it should be it should be handled like a totem, like like you're a shaman putting out to- tobins and uh, in uh, in Warcraft. You know, you're surrounding the area with zombie guts at all times to just kind of like keep them. Oh, there's just zombie stuff over here. No no human smells. Just they could have just started killing every all of them. They could. There's so much, so much. James says the guts concept is more acceptable than Michonne's pet shedding her scent. I agree that the the sh- the shedding the scent thing it, it seems a little implausible, but the fact that it's been established, they should use it more. They should use both of those things more. So, or you could get like a whole a, to go to the next step. You could just surround the whole area like in a fenced off area with just a bunch of walkers with their mouths cut out. They just kind of like still might like attract other but would it or would like, it make them just be like okay nothing nothing to nothing to worry about here well they also go towards noise that's true that is true joe okay so let's continue so we go off to the wolf being held and uh carol is down there and she's gonna kill him and well i foreplay 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 cut to the next scene <laughs> everyone's heading upstairs and they're covered in and now they're covering themselves in bed sheets and guts to mask the smell to head to the armory rick starts barking at the plan stay calm stay through the plan as the kids music continues no one's thrown that fucking record player out the window as someone in the uh, chat room suggested and gabriel gabriel is having trouble yeah gabriel was such gabriel's just face was annoying me in this episode and we see Jesse watching Rick, and yeah, a bunch of shit happens. So let's get to our Matt, Morgan, and Carol face-off. They do their little dance where they talk back and forth. We don't need to kill. On the catwalk. On the catwalk, on the catwalk. He, she pulls out the knife. I won't let you kill this guy. It's just not some more foreplay for their attack. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And the guy's sitting there with his hands tied in front of his, in front of him, and I'm wondering why when they barged into the room, this fucking doctor wasn't dead on the ground. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I got caught in the chat for a second. <laughs> oh, because because she's what I liked about people. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on. <laughs> someone someone said, oh, by the way, a season one walk, I had a drink of water. <laughs> it was enough time. Okay, so Deanna and Michonne have a talk, and I, I jumped the gun earlier. This is where they give her the gun and tell her, it's, do you want to do this now? Or And she says, I'll do it later. And Michonne, it's it, you've got to figure out what you want, Michonne, what you really want to do. It's kind of a hearts and, and flowers. That was kind of I, that was just are you kidding me? A little too hearts and flowers for you. Thank you for yeah, be- thank, you for, got, thank you for believing. Thank you for believing, Joe. Do you believe? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you believe you can special relationship now all of a sudden that, that we didn't. That's because Maggie where... wasn't around. I believe I can fly. That's what she said. She's like going off of like that shit. So. She'll give him hell, Michonne. Okay, so we watch Gabriel cover himself in yucky smell, which is kind of fun to watch. And Rick spells out the plan. And then Sam comes down and is like, Mom, what's going on in here? Um, oh, oh, ma- oh Mom. <laughs> Sorry, I'm changing my sound here. Oh, 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 Mommy. Mommy, what's going on here, Mommy? It's just like, shut the fuck up, kid. 
And she's just like, oh god, I have another son. Uh, we're not safe. We need to look like the monsters. Pretend you're brave. Pretend you're brave. She's such a horrible right. mother. You, you freaking cowardly little shit. Like, she might as well have said, this is all your fault. And I, she might have been trying to leave him behind. But, but like, go turn off the music. Like, I just, why is this kid not tied to your fucking hip? <laughs> I think we missed a phone call ask actually from Massachusetts. So if Massachusetts caller, please uh please give a call back. And they need to stretch the limits more with this show. They need to they need to show us that they're willing to take risks. Like, yeah, okay. I and someone said it when when I said this before. Yeah, okay, so maybe not Rick. Rick is the only main character as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> this is all his show. And they could if you don't want to kill him, if you don't want to kill Rick, there's still everybody else you can kill. You want to do more with them, then start fucking doing more with them. Just at least, at the very least, start taking some risks. Start doing something different. You know, anything. There's There's got to be something. Start actually following the book if you say you want to get back to the book stuff. Like, don't... Like, it... Give us something that we want to actually talk about. And at this point, any kind of zombie death or zombie bite is not going to be something that's, you know, water cooler material. Like, start getting gritty. Start showing us that you can be the dark drama that Breaking Bad was, that your comic book kind of is, that that um, that other shows are on other networks that are proven to be the best shows of their genres of all times. Granted, those... Some of those networks are pay networks. Let's and, listen to this very uh, special call, Joe. Where's the bird or the crow? And mm, fuck the Broncos. Bird. And fuck the Broncos. <laughs> Where, where's the bird Thank and you. fuck the Broncos? Thank you for your support, man. Fuck the Broncos. And the and the bird is working this evening. Welcome to welcome back to the show, buddy. And I'm sorry uh, that. Uh, well, first of all, I don't really think any show, including Game of Thrones, takes risk in trying to kill the main characters. Because I don't ever believe like Tyrion is going to die. So uh, I believe this show does take uh, main risk because Rick, to me, is not the only major character. Glenn and Daryl are also major characters, and they've already casted Negan. So we pretty much know he's going to die sometime soon, which sucks. And that's going to be the point where I stop watching the show. And fuck the Broncos. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. And that's obviously, if anyone's like, oh, my spoil, this speculation, not spoil. Speculate. We know what happens to the comics, but that's not, The Walking Dead isn't a one-for-one -one spoiler thing. And obviously, uh, we will see how they go down that route. So again, the chat, again, you guys in the chat, we are fucking amazing. Breaking Bad wasn't that dark or was it? Uh, I think the, I think the early seasons were, it got a little brighter as time went on and got just a little bit more, uh, multi, multi, I think that first season of Breaking Bad's really fucking dark dealing with like Walter being sick and stuff like that, but a different show, different discussion. So, uh, so anyways, we get this whole thing, great mom of the year, and uh, then we then we cut back to Carol and Morgan, Carol's sister Morgan. Uh, it's just a back and forth where we need to kill him, I need to kill you. If you kill him, I'll kill you, I'll stop you, I'll stop you, he should die. And then the whole time, the wolf's in the background going, yeah, she really should kill me. <laughs> He's loving it. It's like daytime soaps for him. That's yeah. wonderful. He's plotting his... I'm surprised he didn't, like... Oh, it was just beautiful. Like have a have a good night, Apulia. We we'll yeah. take a, let's take another call. Welcome to the show, caller. 
Hey, it's me, Kale C again. Um, a few days ago, I was watching one of Enchantment of Eternity's videos. Yeah. If you know about him. Yeah, he's a good uh, guy. Yeah, about The Walking Dead. And he said something that kind of shocked me. He said he feels like they kill way too many characters in The Walking Dead, and that hmm. really shocked me. But That's, after yeah. I uh, said I thought about it a little bit, and something that kind of bothers me with The Walking Dead now is that Unlike Game of Thrones, I feel like sometimes The Walking Dead kills characters kind of for no reason. Like in Game of Thrones, though, they kill a character and that affects the entire plot. You know, like the guy they killed in season one. That's still affects what goes on today. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And and to go to your point with The Walking Dead, I think I think what I agree with that in some sense that sometimes they kill minor characters too quickly before they become interesting, and once they become interesting, they'll get rid of them. Like like. It like Tyrese sweet. is a good example of that. Like, like, oh, we need to conveniently kill Tyrese. They didn't need to kill him in the way they killed him. They were just like, oh, shock value. He's not testing as well as some of the other people, so let's kill Tyrese. Uh, or for whatever reason, there's a couple of other characters. Beth's another example of that, too, where they do kill off characters, but the ones that they could kill and be strong, like in, like with, I, I agree and I disagree with Mark. I agree that sometimes they kill red shirts when they don't have to, especially when a red shirt seems interesting. But I don't agree that, because I think that they need to kill some of the main characters a little bit more often. Like, they should have kept Glenn dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, people that affect the plot. Exactly. Awesome call, my friend. Talk to you soon. Later. Thank you for the call, Kelsey. So let's continue. And thank you so much, everybody in the chat. I know a couple people are going to bed. I hope you feel better, Amanda, who it's very, very, very crazy time in uh, where she is right now. Okay, so she steps aside. We have the whole big fight, them going back and forth. She says, step aside. They end up having a fight. Morgan immediately disarms her with the with the bow and they scrap it up and Morgan eventually body slams her. (laughs) And immediately after he body slams her, he gets whacked in the back of the head by the wolf who turns the tables and takes the gun or take, takes a gun and yep. Way to go, Morgan. Dumbass. So, so we go off to the rest of the group and, and it looks like Ron's going to hurl while he's covered with uh, zombie guts. Gabriel said, Gabriel, Gabriel says, I won't give up. No turning back. Don't worry, Rick. And Rick's like, yeah, I know. I, I'm stuck with your ass. Your ass. Uh, you're my fucking, uh, you're my scarlet letter, Gabriel. I'm fucking stuck with your stupid ass. Lola agrees with you, Joe. Something Joe was saying earlier. I think Kirkman has mummy issues. Yeah. They're all awful. I, I even forgot about Michonne leaving her baby with the two drug addicts, her boyfriend and his friend there. Oh like, my god! This it just the list. The list of it goes on and on. Even all the fathers have basically parent parental issues, with the exception of Rick so far and and Herschel, Sunto- who actually kind of was. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I think he was a good guy and probably a good father for the most part. So let us. Oh, we got an incoming call. Let's take the call. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Uh, I'd still rather be stuck with Morgan than Spencer. And where's the bird? Where's the uh, she is she, she is working this evening, and I agree with you 100%. Spencer is is to use another person's term. Spencer is the worst. He is he. And I noticed something else when I was rewatching it. The crackers he was eating. It's not just Ritz. He's eating those like table crackers. Those you know those yeah. really nice nice round like awesome crackers. The the wafer, t- or my favorite cracker. 
Okay, so we go to Gabriel says I won't turn back. We go off to the, yeah, the matzah cracker. Yeah, so we go off. My to, favorite is matzah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we go back. Amanda. Amanda has to deal with twenty kindergartners. <laughs> Holy shit! So we uh, we got a, another call from a, a new caller. Welcome to the show, caller. Hey, it's Michael Olivella. How's it going, guys? Hey, Olivella. Welcome. Hey, Welcome, buddy. Man, I got okay. I got to say about Morgan. Uh, at this point, they've been they've been burning. I've been riding the fence with him, wanting him to redeem himself, wanting season one Morgan. But at this point, screw him. He needs a knife to the back of the skull. He can't be right. He can't be right. Because if he's right, then all of a sudden, everybody out there in the world can be redeemed, and nobody is too far gone, and the world becomes less dangerous. Mike, and then, yeah. Mike, then that's a funny thing you funny thing you bring that up because I feel like unfortunately the scene was trying to play it off at least at the beginnings of that fight like Carol was wrong and she's not yeah. fucking wrong Morgan's the one that's wrong yep, yep exactly exactly some people are just too far gone you have them in society before the apocalypse and you definitely have them afterwards At 100% Olavella thank you so much for the call buddy yes sir buddy talk to you soon that's our good buddy Michael Olavella calling in good Good to hear from you, buddy. Okay, so we go off to Denise and the wolf. And she says, please don't kill me. You don't need to kill. We're, we're dead anyways. We're dead anyways. Just let us die. And he points the gun at her, and she, she calls him right. She goes, you're so full of shit, which, again, made me kind of like Denise. And she, and she said, he he basically says, I like you. <laughs> and uh, and he, he finds, she basically didn't help herself in this situation. He likes her and finds him, finds her amusing. And ultimately, this ends up being the coincidence of the year that it, it's the same house that the garage that Tara, Rosita, and Eugene were in. And it's a weird transition. They, I think, feel like they could have done it better with like another cut if they'd cut back to them picking open the lock and starting to push it open and then cut back, make it seem like it's a different scene and actually see it from their perspective rather than the wolf's perspective. Like right when she takes her cut from that scene to the other room of them going, you know, like fast cut over to them, unlocking the door, pushing through to them looking to see what was going on. I feel like that would have been a little stronger. But that's just me, you know, re-editing, re-editing the 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 show, and 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 they have jobs and I don't. So whatever, go fuck myself. Go. Like, fuck. I don't understand why either one of them. It took either one of them so long. Why there weren't shots fired before he was even behind Denise. <laughs> Add a fan is saying maybe the whack to the head cleared Morgan up a little bit. Maybe cleared cleared his stupidity up a little and bit. That's the only way I say maybe Morgan doesn't die. Is if he wakes up and he's like, I'm sorry, Carol, you're absolutely right. You won't have this problem yeah, and that, with me again. And the first thing we do is see him kill a wolf. Or that that or was that was that's the important thing. And that's something I brought up at the beginning. And we're sort of towards the we're almost right at the end here. Was this enough to get Morgan to realize that extremism in either direction isn't right for him? Being all clear, Morgan, being able to use the crazy when he can. Rick and Carol, they have the ultimate balance of, and we talk about this a lot, crazy versus versus right. being because able to spare people. Yes, exactly. And he was he was right when he said it to Carol. You don't like this. And no, she doesn't. You're not supposed to like it, Morgan. That's what that's what differentiates you between this person, this wolf, or these wolves and 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 you. You're like that's the difference is you don't like it. You know, it's wrong. You know, it's bad and they're going to keep doing it. Yep. And we talked about the scene a lot. The wolf, the wolf threatens or not life with a knife to the neck. I believe it is. And, or 
Yeah, it's initially a we- some sort of weapon to her neck. I couldn't tell if it was a knife or a gun. I think it's Carol's knife. It's, it's Carol's knife. Carol's yeah. knife. And they all drop and then their- he picks up. Yeah, he picks up one of their guns. Right. They all drop their weapons when he gives them the whole, you know, drop your weapons really? and I'll stab you. When we talked about this at length earlier, come on, shoot the fucking guy. So then we go off to Rick with the baby. He's got the baby strapped to his belly, and then he gives it over to Carl and just takes the baby and puts the baby under the guts rag. And they and they head out in slow motion as they work their way through the house and then through the town and the field. And ultimately, we also see Glenn climbing a tree and looking over to spot Maggie up in the tower, which leads into Joe's uh, Valentine's Day <laughs> walking dead miracle that we get with Maggie and Glenn being reunited. And... We also get Deanna going crazy or deciding to kill herself, but then hearing the walkers and deciding to shoot a couple of walkers and totally go against the plan and why they should have killed her in the first place because she's just going to be a walker now. But she decides to kill a bunch anyways. And it's just an interesting uh, callback to Abraham screaming at the walker. She like looks all evil and red eyes and she's like screaming at the top of her lungs "Ah!" at the walkers. So then we see it from all the characters' perspective as the eyes as they make it off the porch and they start walking through the zombie horde and we see and we see uh, Sam who is glazed over, completely freaked out. The whole episode. This is just uh And let's just get it over with Joe. Oh, and, Sam's cookie bitch. And cookie bitch, sorry Joe, you're right. Cookie bitch just keeps repeating over and over again. Mom? 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 So yeah, Joe, you can say slightly it too. louder each time Mommy? and it's like Mommy? Uh, shh. Mommy, mommy, shh, mommy, shh, mommy, 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 you know, I know my hoo-hoo when you're ha-ha, but can you slap the shit out of your kid? Because he's a fucking dumb, and I know, I don't agree with hitting kids. I'm, it's a show. These aren't real people. They're fucking characters. But that kid's a cookie bitch. It deserves to be the shit slapped out of him. Okay, so why didn't Maggie yell at, uh, yell at Mag? Why didn't he try to yell, hey, you guys, <laughs> show us your war face, Maggie. When I, when I get everybody killed. And that is the end of our episode, or is it? We get our Negan thing at the end as in the first commercial break of Into the Badlands. As we talked about, the bikers stop the other group, the Sasha, Sasha, uh, Abraham, Abraham and Daryl group. And they stop them in the road, say everything you have is mine now, is ours now, even the little chicklets in your pocket, even that ball sweat under your testicle, Daryl. Everything you have. Sorry, guys, that's disgusting. Everything you have is, is now Negans. 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 Whatever. How fuck fucking this guy. Whoever the fuck this guy is. Mom. 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 Oh, what's up, mommy? Mommy. Oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. Mommy. I'm sorry, mommy. Oh, okay. Sam's gonna. I'm Sam, and I'm gonna end the rest of the podcast for Phil. Let's read some questions. Michael Oval says, "Mom. Mom. Mommy. Mommy. I forgot my cookies." Bill says, "Mom. Mom. Mom. Why are some puppies brown and some not?" <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. So, so and that's a big hype. And again, we talked about it a lot at the beginning of the episode. I don't want to retredge that. I feel like they should have shown that right at the end of the episode and not stretched it into into the Badlands. That's just my opinion. Some people could disagree. I think that was done poorly. Okay, let's hit the chat room before we call it a midseason. So uh, Tim says, I agree with hitting the kids. Some kids need to be hit. I, I really feel like, what the fuck? On TV, now for Now sure. i got to wait 
I I feel unexcited to wait four months or whatever, two, three months for this, two and a half months, eight weeks. Like I feel you feel you feel again, do we have to play show me where the show touched you on the doll Joe? Yeah, really. I feel like that's what you have to do right now. I feel like I, I got I gotta wait eight weeks for something that I felt should have been one second caller. Uh much more than it was. Welcome back to the show, buddy. How's it going? Hey, what's up? Um, I was wondering. Um, yep. <laughs> uh oh. See that it's the see exactly kids kids. That's why that's the the danger to smoking weed. The danger to smoking weed. I'm sorry. So uh, let's go back to the chat room. Sorry, it's all good, buddy. No worries. So uh, so let's go uh, to the chat wing room. The uh, dumb record player should have tossed the record player outside. Says Soren. Uh, well, here we go. One more time. Let's let's give you a shot again. Take two. Welcome to the hey, show. What's up? No problem. Uh, now I remember. Uh, I was gonna say I don't think Morgan's right, but. As far as killing him, he just proved that he can take Carol in a fight one-on-one. Yeah. How are you expecting to actually be able to do that? Are you just going to have Rick and every single person just rush him or whatever? Because I don't think Rick takes him in a one-on-one fight. It's a good, it's a good point. that I think Rick does take him in a one-on-one fight. With, does he have a stick or not? Yeah, like because he gets his stick, Rick gets his machete and or gun. Yeah, fair enough. Like, fair. Uh, uh, like his his staff is quite is is a weapon, and he knows how to use it <laughs> a little bit. And sorry, I got to jump in the chat show. Caller zero, weed two. Says <laughs> Johnny Rico. <laughs> and okay, what are we gonna do? What are you supposed to do without Joe and Phil every week? We will be back next Sunday to talk season two, episode one of Game of Thrones next Sunday. In these ten weeks, I think nine or eight of the ten weeks, uh, the week after I need to take a break, but. In these Sundays, we will be back every Sunday night at the same time to talk about season two episodes of Game of Thrones. So be ready for that if people are into Game of Thrones and watch our rewatches. That will take place for Sunday evenings. That will be our Sunday evening fun. So we will still be back every week on Sunday evening, except for here and there, you know, certain holidays coming up and all that sort of stuff. So be prepared for that. Next week, if you're liking our brand of bullshit and you want to smell some more, we'll be back every Sunday. Sunday's going to just basically be a living evening. Road apples everywhere, baby. Yes, 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 yes. And also, as Brohawk Riley says, you can come back tomorrow and watch and watch the uh, Into the Badlands review on tomorrow afternoon. I mean, tomorrow when it get, or on Brohawk Riley's channel when it gets when it gets posted. Uh, so let's get uh, into the chat wing room. I want to make sure I get to these comments before we call it an evening. So Antonio Major says, yes, uh, to do no way our, our story arc justice, it should have taken place instead of the wolves invading in the Morgan episode. No way out should have lasted a good three or four episodes. And the midseason finale should have ended with them killing the herd and then us seeing some other characters jumping in good point they told everyone to stay in formation stay together in a tight circle yes game of thrones sunday feelings they had this phalanx thing like come on scatter run to your houses do everything we know doesn't work 
Oh my goodness. And all else fails. Negan says, Bro, O'Reilly. Good point, my friend. And let's a couple more things in the chat. Wing room. Great show, guys. Thank you for a good night. Yes, Game of Thrones. I feel a little cheated by this episode, says Soren. Uh, Santovia Major says, So is the back half of the season going to revolve around rebuilding Alexandria and then the Saviors? I think, uh, not to get too far down that road, but I think that the back half of the season is going to be rebuilding Alexandria and then we're just going to get hints to Savior stuff. And Savior stuff's going to be in season seven. Would be my speculation. I would think it might be a little bit of jumping the gun with if they pull out Savior stuff right away. So, okay, everybody. The, I think it's a good time as any, Joe. You yeah, think, think it's time? I mean, think it's time to say goodnight? Is it time? Is it, ah! There wasn't so many bad things to say. There wouldn't have been so many. Like, this podcast would have been so short, Phil. Yeah, it would have just been like, we loved it. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You got a you got a message. Check out check out the phones. Thank you. Before we go, let's. I want to clear the. I want to clear the clear the path. Clear it. Let's play one more message. One more message. Let's do it. Oh no, we got a couple more messages. Wait, here we go. Let's play this one first. Since we're getting towards the end, this is probably my last call. But uh, I just want to ask you guys, what do you think the most improbable thing has been in the series so far? My personal is back in the season five. Season Glenn being alive. Where Sorry. The, uh, turned this guy with the bat. He didn't. He swung at Glenn not just once, not just once, but twice, and didn't hit him. I think Glenn should have at least got knocked out. I mean, <laughs> then that caused some more. Uh, good, 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 ver- good one. Uh, mine would be with Glenn as well, and it's Glenn being alive right now. Okay, and mine is either one of two things from season two, if not Glenn being alive right now. <laughs> is the kid that got stuck on the gate and Rick just pulled his leg out mm-hmm. over that arrow top. Like, I don't know what the fuck that was about. And the kid, like, or two, also back in season two with Herschel on his farm with that fucking infinite shotgun shell shotgun <laughs> good, weapon that he had. Good one, That Joe. was like, what? Really? Bang? Like, you... 30, 31, 32. <laughs> let's, take 30. One, let's take one more voicemail here. Hey, why don't you uh, do um, a, 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 uh, a live reaction with you watching the episodes of Game of Thrones and, and then just jump in and then just jump into it like chatting about the show from the live reaction. I would consider doing live reaction videos. They're tough because we watch in two different locations. So it would mainly just be my reaction. And to be honest with you, if you watched me watching the episodes, I'm pretty boring because I'm sitting there with my face on a keyboard typing notes for the show. So it, I, I want to do more reaction type stuff. That's why I put it. That's why I kind of did that whole uh, the posted the shorter video, the reaction to the Game of Thrones season finale stuff. But so. I'm not against doing stuff like that. I think maybe when the Game of Thrones starts, the season premiere, maybe I can get Joe and the Crow over here to do like an all in the same place episode. Uh, but we're gonna talk about things like that. I wouldn't be against doing some reaction videos like that if they if they make sense and we uh, can figure them out. So everybody, now let's get to it. So everybody, thank you so much in the chat. You guys are really fucking awesome. You can uh, check out all of our stuff, issuesprogram.com. If you haven't already, like the video, share it, subscribe. Check out my good friend Brohawk Riley's channel. Also check out Red Team Review for some other awesome stuff and reviews. 
check out. You can call leave voicemail 781-990-8509. You can also email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. Tweet me at igetissuesman. Follow Joe at Dirty Locks. Follow Katie at Katie Crow. And I also might be back sometime this week for a shorter season sum up green screen silly video of The Walking Dead. I haven't figured out if I'm going to do it yet, but I might sit down and do that do that this week as well. Just kind of like a quick sum up of the whole mid-season uh, in, you know, kind of short. Just be blah, 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 something like that. Everybody, have a great Walking Dead break, and we'll talk to some of you next week to talk about the season premiere of season two of Game of Thrones. Joe? Have a good night, my friend. You too, bro. Talk Everybody to you soon. Have a good night. Love you guys. Stay Later. Safe.